TGIF, everybody. Hope you are looking forward to a fantastic weekend. We're glad you're starting it with us here on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That's Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, Jen. Good morning. Allow me uh, to be the first to wish Michael Jeffrey Jordan a happy 60th birthday. Way to go. You should have had yeah. a bronze. Huh? It's Some bronze? The new bronze. Blasphemous? The new bronze. Yeah, new bronze. 20th anniversary bronze, the low. I'm retro. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Well, guys, why don't we start right there yeah. again today? Happy birthday, MJ, 60 years old. His airness made his big splash in the NBA in the dunk contest. And from there, he went on to win 10 scoring titles, six championships. Post-playing career, MJ has become even more of an icon with the global reach of, of course, his Jordan brand, which I'm going to bet you're wearing right now, Skip. How would you define Michael Jordan's impact? Let's start with you. Shannon Sharp, we've talked hours and hours and hours on this show about Michael Jordan. Yes. As he compares to LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And I have said a thousand and one times on this show that Michael Jordan is the rarest athlete I've ever encountered mm -hmm. or closely observed. So here's the point today, as Jen just mentioned. When most ex-superstars turn 60 years of age, their fame is almost always fading. Yes. And Michael Jordan. Or faded. Faded. It's gone. <laughs> it can be gone. Michael Jordan at 60 to me, correct me if I'm wrong, is bigger than ever. Yeah. He's even larger and larger than life because his legend somehow continues to grow. And I would like to thank LeBron James and you, LaShannon Sharp, <laughs> because I do believe that the Michael versus LeBron GOAT debate actually keeps Michael's name more relevant than ever because we we talk about him it seems like every day on this show so as jen pointed out his sneaker line is hotter and hotter than ever with retros dropping it seems like every other day yes <laughs> and you love them you love your lebrons but you, but you love these and i live for them and so the point is he first wore the ones i just displayed the ones in his rookie year, how many rookies have a shoe deal? I'll get to that in one second. But he wore them in 1984. Mm -hmm. We're almost 40 years later, and the legend grows. Right. So would you believe that about six weeks from today, a new movie is going to open called Air? Rarest Air, but it's Air. And it's about how Nike changed history by fighting to recruit Michael away from Adidas because he wanted to sign with Adidas. Right. And this movie is going to star Ben Affleck as Phil Knight, the CEO and mm -hmm. impresario of Nike, and Matt Damon as Sonny Vaccaro, who was the sort of the Nike recruiter right. who brought him to Nike and, and went and knocked on the door of Michael's mother to say, hey, you need to do this. And Viola Davis, the great Viola Davis is going to play Mrs. Jordan, <laughs> Michael's mother. Yeah. So it's it's still happening and michael's timing has always been to me the rarest because it's magical because what happened when the pandemic hit and and we're all locked inside yeah. and we needed something to take us away from 
the relentless sort of horror of the pandemic right. and right on schedule. Everybody had cabin fever. so Cabin fever. <laughs> and what happened? Here came, wait a second, the last dance? Oh, the last, oh yeah, yes. we're interested in yes. that. And it became to me even bigger than Tiger King was. And I, I don't know if you watched Tiger <laughs> yeah, I do King, remember but, Tiger King, okay, yes, but absolutely. But that, that became its rival. And what was it about? It was really going behind the scenes with Michael Jordan in his final year right. in Chicago. Right. And he even prefaced it by saying, I, I'm not sure people are going to love me for this. Right. And <laughs> he, knew, he knew. He knew because you jumped all over it. We got to see the real Michael yes. Jordan, yes. the one I covered in 1998 in right. Chicago as the lead columnist of the Chicago Tribune. Not a nice guy yeah. behind the scenes. Not, not, to, not to be like Mike guy no, <laughs> that was advertised. No. He's a ruthless cold-blooded, relentless yes, basketball killer. Yes. And he drove his teammates nearly over the edge, but he drove them to championships. He did. Different ways to do it. Yeah. LeBron chooses another direction. Yes. LeBron's a really nice guy. Sometimes I argue he's almost too nice of a guy. Right. And yet, somehow, Michael's legend grew. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I reflect back on his career and I say, right on time, He's a freshman at the school that you were the biggest fan of, North Carolina. Yeah. And I was there in 1982 in New Orleans. I was courtside. And it was the greatest collection of, of college basketball talent I'd ever seen on one floor. Yes. Carolina versus Georgetown. And who hits the game winner? Yeah. The kid made right. and, and at that point, he was Mike Jordan. Right. And he became, after that night, what he was, right. Michael Jordan. Yeah, you had two number one overall draft picks, Patrick Ewing and James Worthy. Ugh. I think Jordan went third overall. I think Sam Perkins went Ugh. top five. <laughs> they, were, they were loaded. You had Sleepy, Sleepy Floyd. Sleepy yeah. Floyd was in that a draft. very good yeah. NBA scorer. And everything seemed right on time all the way up to the 87 dunk contest when Michael was the first one to take off from the free throw line. Now it's just sort of commonplace, but he took off. And, and it became that, that flying pose where it looked yeah, like it, he was, it was literally it, it was flying. A, it was pose, Skip, because if you remember, I think it might have been 77, um, Dr. J took off from the free he did, throw line. But somehow but it, it didn't but, capture the imagination but it, it was like Jordan this. Way he took off because he had the ball like this, and it was almost like he was flying. He was flying. And right on time came, do you remember, you're, you're certainly old enough to remember this, the Mars Blackman yeah, Nike ass. Yeah, it's got to be the shoes. It's, it's Spike, Spike Lee. Lee, and he's kind of sitting on Michael's shoulder like a little spirit, you know, <laughs> and money, it's, it's got to be the shoes. Well, well, it is. It's got to be the shoes. And right. it was the perfect branding of what became Jordan Brand yes. because kids started thinking, if I buy those sneakers, I can fly. Yes. Right? Yes. And all of a sudden, that even took off. And then... Here came, it was, what was it, 96. Michael was the first to me, the first superstar athlete to break completely out, to cross completely over, and to star in his own Disney movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cartoon movie, right. as yeah. you know. It's yeah. Space Jam. A lot of CG yeah. because he's in there with, <laughs> in there. with animation. But, but it, was, it was revolutionary. Yes. So here he, did, he went again. He's, right. he's crossing over, breaking through, right on time. I'd never seen anything like that. I, I actually really liked it. Right. We went back and forth about LeBron. He, he pulled his off, mm -hmm. okay? But the, the actors that I knew up to that point who'd been ex-athletes were Jim Brown, who, who had some, some pretty big roles. Yeah, he the was, Dirty Dozen. He was pretty yeah, great. Absolutely. 100 Rifles. I yeah. love that. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. But the point was, 
that, and even O.J. Simpson, Ripson. I know he's known for other things, but, but he was pretty great as an actor. Yeah. He, could, he could hold his own. Yeah. But, he was the first uh, athlete, Skip, a uh, black athlete, to have commercial success. Yeah. I mean, with the Hurts and the, oh, the orange juice. It, it, for those old enough to remember oh, what a force O.J. Was, was before that happened. That, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Michael, he just transcended all of, all that, of that with this. Yes. And then, obviously, he goes to six finals and he wins all six and he's got six MVPs and he's got the walk-off moment mm -hmm. at Utah in game six. It's like you couldn't script it better. So this is just me. In my life and times, the many years I've been closely observing sports and loving sports with all my heart and soul, for me, this is just my side of the table, there have been three transcendent figures in sports who, on rare competitive drive, rose above all the rest. And there are many, many great ones, including LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. I can go on. But for me, it was Ali. Okay. Then it was Jordan. Mm -hmm. Tiger. And now it's Tiger. And listen, what Tiger Woods did yesterday birding the last three holes. I know a lot of people don't love golf, but, but at Riviera, having not played a second of competitive golf after nearly killing himself in a car wreck two years ago right here after this tournament, to go out there and compete with Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas in that grouping and, and to birdie the last three holes to, to climb back into contention at minus two, it was just extraordinary because it's just who he is. Mm -hmm. It's who he's always been. It's rare, rare air that the, all those yeah. three were in. But for me, this is just me, maybe because I had the privilege and honor of getting to know him in Chicago and being around him a little bit. Not the nicest guy. I, I, I'd be the first to tell you. Not LeBron off the court. Right. Didn't care about the off the court impact. He is the most supreme. He rises above even Ali and Tiger as the greatest competitor ever and the rarest athlete ever. And again, I'm dumbfounded that he has just turned 60 years of age and he is still more relevant than ever. Yeah, he is. I think the thing for me, Skip, is that <laughs> uh, I I'm listening and I can't disagree with anything that you said, but if you notice what you said, you said he won six championships and you said he won these many MVPs and he did this and he did that. That was the last thing that you mentioned because I believe he's most known for the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It became a cultural phenomenon. Uh, obviously, the championships drove the popularity yes. of the shoes, but go ahead. But Skip, yeah. it, was, it was the colorway. Normally, mm -hmm. you got a black shoe, you got a white shoe. Okay. But you didn't have the combination. No. And then the way he played, you, you, you're absolutely right. He was almost like he was levitating. He was flying through the air. He, what his shoe did, it was okay. You see people wear sneakers with tuxedos. That was black. You better not come in here with a suit and some sneakers on. He did that. He did that. He did. He that. made it okay because the shoe, the Concord, the black and the white skip, and the cool grays and the colorways that he put together, it was just like you had to have that shoe. You were not a kid or cool kid, and my mom moved heaven and earth to get me that shoe, a sixty-five dollar sneaker. What did you get first? The twos were the first one that I got. That's still my foot. Look, they're, they're, it's not the most popular, but yeah. it's still my favorite because my mom ended up waiting first. in line to get it. Okay. Um, $65, and then it went up to, to $100 for a sneaker. <laughs> and now they're two twenty-five. dollars But, Skip, you look at what they sold. They was hoping to sell 100,000 pair the first year. 
They sold 450000 the first month. At the time when Jordan, Skip, you know, Adidas and Cons dominated the market in the shoe market, in the basketball market. Absolutely. Because Dr. J wore the Cons, and so did Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson and, and Larry Bird had the weapons. Yeah. And a lot of the big time, Isaiah Thomas, all of the big time, the they most, did. they had uh, um, Converse. They did. When he came out with that shoe, it was like the Great Migration. Everybody wanted Nike. And he changed it. You're right. He is, I believe he's most known for the shoe because the shoe, everybody, everybody wasn't playing basketball like they do now, but they wanted that shoe. And if you got that shoe, you were it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't no one tell you anything. So I believe the reason why he's had permanence, longevity, sustainability is because of that shoe, Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip, the man hadn't played basketball in 20 damn years. And he still has the number one shoe. Skip, you remember when athletes retired, they might have a shoe. But when they retired, ain't nobody making no more shoes for them. They still make Jordan. It's still the number one shoe. And the man hadn't played basketball in, in 20-something years, Skip. How do you explain that? You can't. It's him. And nobody's ever, nobody is ever going to, I don't believe anybody can surpass what he's done with the shoe. You, you, you just can't, Skip. He, he was first. And you like you said, they, they retro. It's not like they're coming out with new Jordan. They're just retroing the old ones. Mm-hmm. He, I, Skip, it's never, I don't believe an athlete, I don't believe an athlete, a, a, a North American athlete. Now, you might say uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, some of those soccer guys rival him in popularity. Yeah. But I don't believe you'll find another North American athlete that will eclipse, surpass, or come close to what Michael Jordan was or is. Thank you. So my history with Jordans, I wear them every day on the show, mm-hmm. but I'm old enough to remember when there was no choice but Converse All-Stars. Chuck, Chuck Taylors. Taylors. <laughs> That's all you had. But you were, skipped, when, you were clean. When I Man, was you got some creased jeans, okay. a white, uh, the, 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 the high top or the lows, but they came in different colors, Skip. You had but the white. I, but I'm talking about playing. Yeah, you, playing that's white. That's all you had was you had the white ones or you the had the black, black ones. ones. And that yeah. was all you. Yeah. You didn't have the red ones no, or the green, green ones. The now blue. you got those. You yeah. Know. Okay. And then all of a sudden, we graduated into Adidas superstars. And yeah. they're low cut, and I had several pair of those because yeah. it was the hottest thing yeah, and the Kareem, newest thing Kareem on the market. Wore, Kareem wore top he 10 did. Adidas. He was the Adidas okay. guy. All right. And then all of a sudden, the ones hit in 84, and it took off. Mm-hmm. But when I actually tried to play basketball in the ones, which I'm wearing as right. we speak, they just tore my feet yeah, to pieces. Yeah, they, 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 I don't and, know and how he, he tried to it. bring them back at, at one point and play in them. And his feet are all bleeding. He tried to wear them at the garden when, yeah. when he, right? And his, yeah. his last, what he thought was going to be his last appearance in the garden in 98. Yes. Okay. And they just ripped his feet. They're actually not made to play basketball no, in. I don't no. even get it. Right. But they're made to walk around in yes. because they look good. Right. And I've tried to play in several. Some of them work and some of them don't. Right. They're not really made to play basketball right. in, though I'm sure a lot of kids have. And then Skip, what they found out they started doing, they started out making shoes, especially for Michael Jordan. The shoe that was for Michael Jordan to play in wasn't the shoe that they sold in the store. So he had orthotics and he had a special, you know, he had special contraptions because he was going to be playing. These, and now, Skip, most of the time, they don't play basketball in Jordans. They walk around in Jordans. <laughs> That, that, that's an attire. That's for you to go out to a nice event or you go to a basketball game or, Skip, you go to a function. People are not really not buying Air Jordans to play in there. They're not. So I do want to compliment LeBron James once again on all the work he's done off the court. 
social, racial justice commentary, risking his endorsements yeah. to take stands that might not be quite up there with Ali or no. Bill Russell right. because he didn't have to endure the racism those two right. had to right. do right. as they were right. breaking through. Right. But still, it took guts, it took courage, it took wisdom. When he speaks, I listen. Right. And Michael just chose, he, he was almost adamant about it. I, I don't do that. Right. I, I'm just an athlete. I'm a really great athlete. I think I'm the greatest ever. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't have any interest in speaking about those right. issues. Right. And there was the classic quote, and I'm not sure whether he actually said it or not, that Republicans. He, he, he might have said it, Skip, but it might have been tongue in cheek. I think it was on a bus, yeah. you know, back and forth, right. as you know, like locker room repartee. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Hey, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Right. Okay. So in the biggest picture, he chose not to take that path, mm -hmm. but it hasn't derailed him. No. It hasn't wrecked him. But over the, la over the last 10 years, Skip, you see he just made a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish Foundation. He just did. Uh, he's, put, he's given $5, $10 million to other uh, charities. It's a very good point. And so I, I think the thing is, I, I, I'm a firm believer, Skip, it's never too late to do the right thing. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he could have done this so much. And they find, yo, well, it's just tax write-off. Well, you're not giving anything. You can get a tax write-off, too, if you donate some money. So stop trying to criticize someone for doing the right thing because he could have done nothing. Yep. But he chose to do something. It might not be to the magnitude of what you like. Yep. But at some point in time, you just got to say, you know what? Kudos. Thank you, Michael. And because we've seen him do this over the last several years, give sums of money to worthy charities and, and, and try to uh, uh, make it better for a lot of different people. So, but Skip, we know the acrobatics and the, the tongue hanging out yep. and the flying through the air. It's the shoe money. It's got to be the shoe. It's got to be the shoe, Skip. Would you agree with me? Because you've said you've walked into rooms with him yes. and it almost feels like he levitates yes. in the room. Yes. I'm talking about in a suit, yes. know, not in a basketball yes. uniform. Skip, ask anybody that's ever been around him for the first time. Ask Shaq. Ask anybody that's ever been around Michael Jordan. I'm talking about the biggest. And Skip, I've been around some, you know, I've met Oprah. I've met Denzel, met Samuel Jackson. I've met some big time entertainers. You have. Uh, Hove, uh, yep. Drake. Yeah. This man here. Like I said, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable talking about it because I, I can imagine in uh, biblical times what it was to see the man walk, walk that could walk on water. I can just imagine. I'm not saying he's that, and I don't no. want to be blasphemous or no, sacrilegious, I, I but Skip, you. it does seem like this man is levitating. He doesn't seem real. He is the closest thing to superhuman <clears throat> I've ever encountered yes. in human life. Yes. He had a quality, has a quality about him that was so rare that I felt like I'd never been in anybody's force field like that before. Right. And that force field transferred to the basketball court to where just the way Tiger dominated golf, where, where people were afraid of him. Right. His competitors right. cowered when they looked up on the leaderboard and saw the red numbers start going up for Tiger Woods. Same for this man especially in the second three-peat, it got to the point when he stepped on the floor, they just felt defeated. Right, Because right. this man can levitate on the basketball yes. court. He, he will do things that no one's ever done right. before. And I told you in that year I had of covering the Bulls in 98, the last dance season, 
every night I went to the United Center when they played a home game, the house that Michael built, he would do one thing a night where I'd say, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's just who he was. Right. Cold-blooded basketball assassin of the highest order. Right. And then he walks it off by stealing the ball from Carl Malone in a game six <clears throat> that Scotty was both sick and injured in. And he scored <laughs> more than half of their points yeah. that night at Utah in right. game six. And what remember, 45 or then yeah. 88 or something? Yeah. yeah. And no, it was less than 88, I think. But, but he had 45. <laughs> and game seven was scheduled for Utah. Right. So they were going to have to turn right around in two nights and play a game seven, maybe without Scottie Pippen at all. Right. And he said, no, I, I got this. And right. he dribbles the ball up the floor, and he gets away with a little push-off, which was more legal then than it might be now. Let me ask you this, Skip. You're old enough to remember the Beatles, and you say that's your favorite group. Yep. I, I know I, the Rolling Stones are right there, but okay. go ahead. I'll, so, I'll give you the Beatles. Yep. I guess Michael Jackson in his prime when he toured, and people would faint just to see him or his mere presence, okay. or, the, I, or the Beatles. I also got to see Michael Jackson in concert, but go ahead. And I saw Prince three times in concert, but go I ahead. I guess Michael has to be that. If you saw Michael Jackson in his I prime. Did. I did. I guess that's what you felt. Or you saw the Beatles when they were touring, and, and now for you, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't old enough to actually see the Beatles in but, concert, but I've seen the. But, I saw him on Ed Sullivan yeah, that night. I, when they broke the record. I guess that's something that's yeah, comparable. It is. When you see Michael Jordan. I would agree. It, it, I'll give you Michael Jackson because at his apex, at his epitome, thriller, it, 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 yeah. he transcended yeah. life. People, people would faint yeah. just in his yeah, mere presence. That, that is correct. That's, a, that's the best comparison that you've made. He's right there in that realm. Right. And... Was Tyson was Tyson in the arc? No, not to me. Just on sheer intimidation and force. Because Hove had the song, Mike Jackson, Mike Jordan, Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? So those so the, the just the phenomenon that was Tyson when when you couldn't even get to the middle of the ring before he knocked you out. Right. Hitting that apex when he knocked out um Michael Spinks. Yeah. 90 seconds, 91 seconds. Yeah. But but then he couldn't sustain. Right. And it's it's almost Shaq like where he didn't keep himself in, in good enough shape. He yeah. he just didn't he, he couldn't continue, but Michael continued. And again, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. You know it what? Again. I, I don't think we will either. So happy birthday, Michael Jordan, and congratulations. This- you're, you're still hot. He still is. He's going to always be hot. (laughs) As long as they make those shoes. Hope it is a fantastic celebratory weekend, MJ. Wonder if he is out in Salt Lake City, guys, because that's where all the biggest NBA stars are right now for All-Star Weekend. Is it time for some big changes to the way those festivities unfold, though? Got to get your take on that. Plus, KD, is he getting a little too confident before he ever even plays a game for the Phoenix Suns? Let's debate next on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. 
whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, and the fields for the three-point and dunk contest, they are set, star-studded, as a matter of fact. The three-point contest headlined by Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Tyrese Halliburton. Meanwhile, the dunk contest, my favorite, comprised of Kenyon Martin Jr., Mac McClung, Trey Murphy III, and Jericho Sims. All right, Shannon, not everybody feels like I do, though. Do you think it's time to eliminate the dunk contest? As much as I hate to say it, Skip, I think it is. Because I remember the time when the guys that were participating in the dunk contest was actually participants in the game. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, mm-hmm. Terrence Stanberry, mm-hmm. uh, Larry Nance, mm-hmm. Tom Chambers. Mm-hmm. Skip, they, those guys were in – Dr. J, David – those guys were actually in the game. And they were the biggest stars. Skip, I mean, and no disrespect, and I don't, guys, don't, don't take this as any disrespect, but I'm not so sure how many people know the guy that's in the dunk contest. No, they just don't. And, and now they got Mac. You? Ma- no, Skip, they got Mac McClung, Skip. He's on a two-way contract with the Sixers. Mac McClung? Skip, what am I saying? I don't know Mac McClung. Skip, I'm sorry. I know the days are over when you got Vince Carter and T-Mac. Going head-to-head, they're actually in the game. But the All-Star game hadn't been really good since we got Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah. But what happened to the dunk contest, Skip? You know what really killed it? Guys were missing 10 dunks and winning the dunk contest. Skip, you can't miss 10 dunks. Mm. I mean, after you missed the – look, it's not like guys didn't miss dunks back in the 80s and 90s because they did. Mm. But, Skip, they didn't miss five. They didn't miss six. And then after you missed two, Skip, I'm done. I'm just like, oh, please, oof, just – let the time, time, just help it run out so somebody else can go. And that's what it is. I mean, and now because the game is shifted away from the dunk, everybody's excited about what, Skip? The three-point competition. Are they? Because now that's where you're getting the Dame Lillers. That's where you're getting the Steph Currys. Yep. That's where you're getting the biggest and brightest stars. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that's in the game, look at Dame Lillard in the game, Jason Tatum in the game, yep. Halliburton in the game, yep. Laurie Marketing in the game, yep. Julius Randle in the game. Okay, dunk contest. Not in the game, not in the game, not in the game, probably not going to ever make the game. Mm. 
That's, that's where we are. And it's, it's sad that this is what it is, but it's, I just, I mean, I, I honestly, Skip, I really don't even care to watch the dunk contest anymore. I'll be waiting for the three-point competition or skills challenge or something like that. But the dunk contest is, is laughable now. Guys miss four or five dunks, and, and somehow they, and, and they get on their seventh dunk, and they get a 48 or they get a 50. You can't get anything above a 10 if you don't miss five or six dunks, Skip. So, and I know, Skip, it, it's, but if they did away with the Pro Bowl, damn it, they can do away with the dunk contest. That is contest. correct. They can do away with the dunk contest. I am with you. At the very least, they should reverse the order because when the dunk contest is now last, it's such an anti-climax. No, it, yeah, it definitely right? should be last. It should, be going, it should go before the, uh, the, the skills challenge. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Obviously, we all, once upon a time, lived for the dunk yes. contest. And to your point, all the stars did it. Dr. J did it twice. Michael Jordan did it three times. Kobe did it. Vince Carter did it. I, I can go, just just name the greats. But Skip, they the thing it. is, when they did it, Skip, you got to understand that Dr. J was going up against Dominique Wilkins, who was going up against a lot of these. Uh, but everybody was in the actual game. Skip, you, you, these guys are not in the game. Yep. Yesterday, when we finished the show with the 2K video of Lil Wayne dunking right. over Kawhi Leonard. I brought up the fact, or maybe you did. I can't remember who brought it, but but I was there that day. Dominique versus Spud Webb. You yeah. were comparing uh, Lil Wayne to Spud Webb. Yes. He was about five six. Yeah, and it was just legendary because I was I was close with Spud, who grew up and lived in Dallas. Dallas. And Wayne texted me right after that and said, for him, that was a top five sports moment of his lifetime. Right. Was Lil Spud right? Fair and square beating Dominique, yes. his Atlanta teammate, yes. in a dunk contest. Right. And it was fair and square. He just yeah. outdunked him. But Skip, I, I remember Spud when he was at NC State. Yeah. And he dunked it. He dunked. And I'm like, that's got to mean that's once in a But Skip, the dunks he was doing. You five, six, you're not supposed to be able to jump that high. You're not supposed to have a damn near 50 inch vertical and to be able to do the things. And I know it was some, Skip, I mean, Dominique was great, but to see a man his size to pull out those dunks, Dominique knew he was in trouble. <laughs> he, just, he just was. I mean, what judge isn't going to just <laughs> lose it over that, He'd right? get 50 after 50 after 50. That is correct. So to me, the first turning point came in 2011 when Blake Griffin exploded upon the NBA scene yeah. by leaping over oh, the hood of a, was it a Kia? I yes. think it was. Yeah, who was sponsored in the NBA, <laughs> yeah. yes. He, he leaps over the hood of a car and dunks. Right. And it... it it wasn't that extraordinary that you could do it. It didn't take that much of a leap, right. but it was just the thought of he just leaped over the hood of a car and dunked. Yes. It stopped the show. It it, it, it really was the beginning of the end of the dunk contest because how are you going to top that? Right. And next you're going to do what? Yeah. So every year they try to come up with new gimmicks. We're going to jump over them. And then it became the age of the props. Yeah. Props, who had, who props, had the best? D- Dwight Howard had props. Yeah. In fact, now Ernestine, she used to be the biggest fan of the dunk contest. Dwight Howard once went up with a cupcake. He had a cupcake up, and I can't remember what he did with it, but he set it up by the rim, on the rim, and went up and took it. No, he slapped it. No, Gerald Green, the one that blew the candle out. And okay, dunk the basketball. Well, Gerald Green somehow did she, she always calls Dwight Darryl- Howard the cupcake man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But but the point is, you, you're just at some point you can't come up with enough. Yeah. Problems. Yes. And it, it always hurt my heart that LeBron wouldn't do the dunk contest, but I think he came 
in an age where he looked at it and said, I, I can't compete with that. And as you always pointed out, he's a game dunker, not a contest dunker. Right. If he'd done it, he would have won. It'd be the Spud Webb syndrome. He just, it's LeBron freaking James. He's right. just going to win the dunk contest. But he didn't want to hurt his sneaker selling credibility by maybe having a bad night where he couldn't top that right. with, a, with some kind of proper trick. Right. And losing the dunk contest, Nike's saying, well, don't even risk it. Why, right. why would you risk it? Because... LeBron, probably with a little advice from Maverick and Rich Paul, is saying, wait a second, I'm seeing the beginning of the end, and I don't know that I need to participate in this. So at one point he promised, okay, next year I'm going to do it, and then he didn't do it. Told Cheryl Miller that one night on TNT and said, Mm -hmm. next year I will participate, and he didn't. Okay, the point is that was sort of the death of the slam dunk contest because if LeBron won't do it, then nobody of of any magnitude is going to do the dunk contest. So I'm with you. It becomes cringeworthy. It becomes painful to watch. And this could be the all-time hit-bottom dunk contest. Right. I know who K, excuse me, K.J. Martin is, the yeah. Rockets, just yeah. because of his father, Kenya. Yeah. And I know Trey Murphy of the Pelicans because yeah. he's, a, he's a good player. Right. But I don't think of him as a slam dunker. Right. I, I just don't. And Jericho Sims, I'm sorry, I kind of know the name, but I yeah. don't know if I know the face. Yeah. And that's it? You got four people in the dunk contest? That, that shouldn't qualify at all, and that's Shaden Sharp. I don't know if he's – is he a no, relative he's not, of yours? No, he's not the relative. But, okay. but he should be. He can slam it. Yes. He had one the other Admiral night against Kuzma. the Lakers. Whew. He had oh, one against Kuzma. That's true. And, and <laughs> even he pulled out. It's uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, he pulled out. I, I don't know. Right. Okay, so he might capture my right. imagination right. a little bit. Uh, no, no. And then back to your point about – the three-point contest. It has become my favorite event, right. Ernestine's favorite event. We're on the edge of our seats because it's pretty simple. You can't use a prop because there are no yeah. props. In the, it's pretty simple. The ball's either going to go in the basket right. or not. You yeah. don't need a judge. Yes. You, you don't need to, to critique how he shot yeah, it. Yeah, the creativity it, of it. I don't it, care it, nobody shot. It doesn't matter. It just, does it swish right. or, or not? Tell, it, Tyrese Halliburton might win the dunk contest, and he might have the ugliest shot. Of the okay. three-point contestant. All right. But did it go in? Did it go in? Okay. And so I'm looking at the roster you just read. Will I watch Dame shoot three? Yes. yes. Jason Tatum? Sure I will. Kevin Herter? He's, he's a very good shooter. Right. I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Tyler Hero? Does he not have some guts? Yes. You know, like, will, will he not be out there talking right. some trash, jacking it up? Yep, he will. You mentioned Halliburton, Buddy Heald. You think yes. he's one of the best shooters because yes. you want him to be a Laker. Yes. Right? Marketing can shoot it. Okay. Uh, uh, we're going to see Joe. But, Skip, think about it. They Julius got like Randle six- was like a late ad. I, I don't even think of him as a three-point uh, shooter. Skip, six of, the eight, six of the nine guys are actually in the game. Okay, great. And? <laughs> That's what and, – and, and, Skip, you know what? But the NBA should do. So I tell you what, it's a winner take all. Dane, Steph, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. Okay. Winner take all. As the, three as point a, contest. Three point shooting? Yeah, for a million dollars. Okay, I'll do that. I'm there. I'm watching. <laughs> That's a great idea. We could even take it up one you, level you, higher. You got to You got to get. And something like you, like you said, you <laughs> want to see LeBron. I, would, I don't know if KD has. I don't know. Maybe it slipped my mind. I don't but I would like it. to see KD in the three-point competition. Steph has definitely Oh, yeah. It. Steph has won it twice. Yeah. Okay. 
But um, the, the big guns, guys that you know that actually, you know, shoot yeah. the three. And, and back in the day, your favorite player growing Larry up, Larry Bird. Bird. Uh, but it's it's almost like an iconic pose. Yeah. He, he's He's got his finger up in the air after he releases his shot from the corner. Skip, he never took his sweat jacket off. No, he didn't take his – it's almost like <laughs> Dion running the 40 yeah, at the combine, yeah, right? Thing. It's just legendary. I mean, he, hold, he got the tape running. He just hold his finger up because yeah. he's like, he know it's good. It's over. And I heard this from somebody who was in the room before that three-point yeah. shootout because it was in Dallas. Dallas. And that was 87 too, wasn't it? 86. 86. Yeah. And, and he turned to the, I think there were four or five other competitors and mm-hmm. said, I, I can't repeat the word, <laughs> but he said, which one of you blah, 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 is going to finish second? Yeah. And I, I heard from a guy in the room that he said exactly that yeah. and he meant it. Right. And he went right out. And when he released the shot from the corner of the final ball, he, he held his finger up in the air. Because he already knew it was good. Okay. But that's, that's what I'm saying, right. Skip. But it, it's a, like I said, you got, I mean, you, I mean, Skip, Michael Jordan was the biggest star, one of the biggest stars he's in the game. Larry Bird was one of the biggest stars in the 80s. He's in the three-point competition. And that's what it was. The Dr. J's, and you had all these guys that were participating in the game actually doing the dunk contest, actually doing the three-point competition. Now, obviously, Craig Hodges never, uh, no, didn't make an all-star game. No. But he was one of – when, when you're looking at, like, shooters like that, okay, obviously some of the better, better shooters are not going to make the all-star game. They're specialists. They that's are. what he was. He was a specialist. He was. But it's just like, yeah, the, the three-point competition – should close the night out. Yeah. The dunk competition should start the night out. Let the uh, and then let the skills challenge. But then some of the guys are gonna might be shoot themselves out from the skill challenge. I, I don't know if Dame. Some of the guys might be participating in the skills challenge. Yeah. The final problem with the dunk contest is it requires preparation because yeah. you need to practice your stunt yes. dunks. Yes. Right. If you're gonna leap over three of your friends, right. you, you better practice. Right. You right. rehearse it. Yes. Right. Yes. And the, the other problem is because they were allowing for so long so many missed dunks. Right. Who, who was it? Uh, little Robinson. Nate Robinson. Little Nate Robinson missed. It was <laughs> endless. Okay. But the point was it, it, it started taking too much out of their bodies yes. on what's supposed to be a oh, yeah. time off. Yeah. Because to, to, to propel yourself right. that many times in the air and get that high and come right. down that hard right. – if you do it enough times, you're going to be exhausted yeah. and your body's going to get banged up from it. Right. right? That's why Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were so good because yep. they were nailing the dunks. And so they weren't exerting a whole lot of extra energy yep. to try to replicate the dunk, dunk again. They weren't doing it two or three times. They were nailing it on the first on the first go round. And it was you in that skip. You really hated it. Like, damn, how is someone going to actually lose? Because it's just hard for me to believe the dunks that Aaron Gordon did. That he's never won a dunk contest. Yet. Okay. But now we got the the subjectivity of the judges. And sometimes it got so bad with the judges, I'm like, what are you thinking? What, what were you watching? Yeah, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> you're, you're doing what? Yeah, Skip, like I said, you missed five dunks, Skip. You can't. How, how you how you get anything in the, in the 30s? You can't get above a 20 after no. you don't miss three or four dunks. No, it's just. It's, it's a thing that came and it went. Yeah. And it has outlived its time. Yeah. And to me, I love your idea. I wouldn't mind that the grand finales be uh, the, the annual three-point shootout and then maybe a special superstar three-point yeah. shootout for a million bucks. Right. Man, you, you want to talk about numbers? I will bet you that TNT would be oh, yeah. record ratings. Uh, uh, Steph, KD, Dame, mm-hmm. yep. Clay. There you uh, go. The top five, you know, 
Steph, is, Steph gets grandfathered in. <laughs> so every year, Steph gets to compete whether or not he's at shooting 40% or 25%. Yep. Steph gets grandfathered in. But Steph, Dame, Clay, KD, and one other person. We, we'll let whoever, the fans. We'll, whoever's we'll let the, the hottest yeah, at the yeah. moment. And yep. for a million dollars. I'm with you. I'll be watching, but I'm also going to be cringing on this <laughs> yeah. one. I don't know, Skip. I might, you, you might be on your own on the dunk contest. Right. I might see the highlights, but yeah. I'm definitely watching the three-point competition. I'm with you. I'll be watching both. And the big change I'd love to see is the rosters for the big game go positionless when it comes to voting. Mm. We'll see what the future holds, gentlemen. All right, yesterday, KD officially introduced as a Phoenix son. He talked about his time with the Nets, but he also focused on his bright future with the Suns. Take a listen. I think we got uh, all the pieces um, to be successful. We got guys that experience what it's like to play in that final round. We got a champion already and just overseeing us. Monty's a champion as a coach. Um, so we got guys that been there, and that's, that's half the battle, just knowing what it takes. And, um, yeah, we got guys that can do pretty much everything on the floor. So we got to put it together. I'm looking forward to doing the work. Shannon, when KD returns to the court, will the Suns be the team to beat? Skip, they got to play together. It's just not that simple that you just throw them out there, okay, they, where they got the best players and they're the team to beat. We saw that even with the, uh, the Miami Heat. Skip. They might have had the best players, but they had never really played together. So when the, when it got really in crunch time, it did, the it team right. that – You're talking about 2011. 2011, yeah. yes. So, Skip. Yep, I agree. Many, how many times did we hear Brooklyn was the team to beat? But they never really played together in injury. And here's the thing. You worry about Chris Paul and his body at 37, going to soon to be 38. Yep. You worry about Book coming off the hamstring injury, and he seemingly have ha- had – have had hamstring injuries his entire career. He has. KD will be coming off an injury. And then you got to worry about DeAndre Ayton's motor. Does he want to play on a nightly basis? Because come playoff, come uh, championship time, uh, playoff time, you got to bring it every night. You can't have a 10 and 6. Oh, the next night you give me 20 and 18. And the next night you give me 12 and and 12 and 7. Yep. So how consistent? Yes, they have pieces. We know what KD is. We know what Book is. We know Chris Paul can orchestrate an offense as good as anybody currently he and can. maybe as good as anybody ever has. I agree. But the question is, how soon can they mesh? KD doesn't need the ball. He doesn't dominate the ball. Book is book. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He, probably, he can't summon it up and give it to you like he once could, but he's more than adequate enough to get the job done. Can he, can he get the ball to KD? Can he get the ball to Book? Yeah. And when DeAndre Ayton gets position, can he get it to him on the block? Yes. But – I need to see them play together about 10 games, and I want to make sure that they're going to be healthy going into the playoffs. Because at some point in time, Skip, Chris Paul always get nicked come playoff time. Uh, 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 Book seemingly gets nicked come playoff time. KD, I will say this, KD normally is healthy come playoff time. He normally gets his injury out of the way during the regular season, but come playoff time. But I like, I, I like, he's like, look, we got the pieces. We got guys that have played in the last game. We got a coach that is coached. We got a, 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 a champion in James uh, uh, Jones that's overseeing this thing, that's been in big games. True. So we have guys that have been there and knows what it takes to be there. Now it's all about us. That and is so true. They got, the, <laughs> they got the third best odds. That ain't where they were before they had KD. No. They didn't have the third best odds. So the Bucks, 
uh, Boston's one, Bucks are two, and the Phoenix Suns are only the plus 450. The Bucks are plus 400. So yep. they're close to be having the second best odds. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, uh, very interesting, but I don't think the trade makes them the overwhelming favorite. I still mm-hmm. like the Celtics that have played together. That ro- that roster's played together, and they look good. As a matter of fact, they look so good they took the interim tag off the head coach, gave him the head coach in full time, and gave him an extension. That was significant. <laughs> so that lets and you. And know, I'm a big fan of the the previous, previous coach. Yes, uh, and the Bucks. We know what they represent with Giannis. Chris Middleton needs to. He's gonna build up his minutes, but. They might be co-favorite to come out of the West, but uh, if they can get this thing going and they can stay healthy, I ain't trying to see them. Mm. Okay, my turn. The morning this bombshell dropped, we were actually in Phoenix at the Super Bowl, (laughs) and I opened the show by saying, congratulations, Phoenix. I think you just won the NBA championship. Right. I'm going to stand by that, but I don't disagree with one word you just uttered because there are a whole bunch of ifs, most of them. You've taken them over the Clippers? I thought you loved the Clippers. Kevin bleeping Durant? Kawhi bleeping Leonard. Is a Phoenix Sun? Are you kidding me? I do believe that last night, late on TNT, I watched a Western Conference Finals preview. Oh, okay. And I do believe it's going to be Suns Clippers in that finals, the Western Conference Finals, and it will go seven games. Last night, one team was without Norman Powell, who is their third star for the Clippers. Yes. He, he is, he's elevated into yeah. to at least bench star status. Yes. He might be the sixth man of the year now that Russ has kind of faded into the yeah. background oh, yeah. for the moment. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a few minutes because somehow the Clippers are actually pursuing Russ, which is if that happens, I'm completely out nope, on the nope. Clippers. I'm out. And they're looking at him as a star or two. That's what the, it's the only way he's going to sign Ooh. with him. He's holding all the cards now. That's what they say. The other team last night did lose, but it was without Kevin Bleep and Durant. Right. So the first point I want to make to you is I have closely observed Kevin for years and years since he was at the University of Texas. He is simply the thinnest skinned superstar I have ever closely observed. That part I don't love about him. I don't love it that on Twitter he had burner accounts. (laughs) You're so far above that. You're going to stoop to burner accounts to defend yourself anonymously on Twitter. You're kidding. Right. You are Kevin Bleepin' Durant. Well, yesterday, he was. And yesterday, it was actually shocking to me, he embraced the challenge. He, yeah. he just flat out said, we got all the pieces. The, the, the previous Kevin wouldn't have said that. He would have been more like what you just said. Well, we've we got a long way to go, and we got to <laughs> see if we can get enough games together, right. and it's going to be hard, and we all have had our injury histories, and he, he would say things like that. He right. would qualify, qualify, qualify. Yes, yeah, if you also heard him in that thing. He's like, I understand the pressure. He said, the pressure is because I'm one of the best, greatest players he, all He just acknowledged that. <laughs> I'm one of the best players all and time. I was like, wow. I'm not, he didn't say currently playing. No. He said, I'm one of the best players of all time. And he said it matter of fact. Yes. Like he actually, truly believes that. But he ain't lying. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> he is. Thank you. So what did I see from the Suns just last night without Kevin? Listen, I know they lost a lot of firepower yeah. and Mikael Bridges just scored whatever it's 45. 45 up in Brooklyn. But I'm watching T.J. Warren come off the bench for the Suns, and he came over in the, the trade. I have always liked him. I have always loved Terrence Ross, and he backed out of a deal to go, I think, to Dallas, uh, like a buyout deal. 
and came to the Suns because I think he wants to pop on the bandwagon and see if he can win a ring. He'll get a lot of wide-open shots with okay. KD. You got that. And he <laughs> came off the bench last night and was lighting it up. That kid Okogie last night, I don't know if you got to watch it, he, he, he's just electric. He yeah. comes in and he lights up the scoreboard. Right. Okay, so they're not without depth. They're not top-heavy as you know what, as LeBron right. once said about the Cavaliers. And not only – do the Phoenix Suns have a big three, but they should have a big four because, to your point, when DeAndre Ayton, he's got a little bit of AD in him, when, when he decides, <laughs> he can dominate. Yes. Okay? I, I didn't even look at the box score. What did he wind up with last night? Uh, it wasn't. 18 and six. Okay. Eight, the that six is no good. No. no. Okay. But you know and I know he's capable of 20 and 10 or 12. Yes. Right? And they're going to need that from him going forward. But to your point, you don't always get it. He's feuded, obviously, with Monty Williams. And yet, now that, that you've got the firepower up above you, maybe it inspires him to rise to the level that he should play at. Right. Yeah, all, but- all I know is, as I told you in Phoenix, the, the reason they fit together is that the egos fit together. Yeah. Nobody is that ball dominant. Book is shooting dominant, but, but he's not a get out of my way and, and let me go solo over here. Well, Skip, here's the thing. Normally, with the exception of maybe a handful of places, where is Kevin Durant going where he isn't the best player? He still, I understand what Book is. He ain't that. Nope. Even Ky- Kyrie can say, he ain't that. Nope. Steph was great, but he, wa- he's not, he wasn't a be- isn't a better player than that. So there's not a whole lot of places that Kevin Durant doesn't walk in the gym and everybody look, well, that's the best player. Okay, and what happened at the hotel in Phoenix when you walked up and looked up at him? Yeah, he legit seven foot tall. He's seven feet tall. He's seven foot tall. And he's long. Like, God. Yeah. When I walked in, he had his back turned. I was like, that's got to be Kevin Durant. Because uh, he had a he had a, a, a trick, he had an overcoat on, and his legs like this here. I said, he's, somebody standing on, either that's Kevin Durant or somebody standing on stilts. Right? Yes, and it was KD. I, I once walked up to him in a hotel hallway yeah and i looked up i said that man is towering yeah okay and he can shoot it yeah so the the point is he is the most efficient superstar scorer i've ever seen because he doesn't actually need or demand the basketball to score he can do it efficiently and quietly and his ego is maybe the smallest of any superstar ever in this league which is why he has some insecurity going on, why he needed the burner accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's starting to sort of feel of himself a little bit, and he's coming out more as, I, I'm, I'm here to do this. He chose to push to go to the Suns because he loves Chris Paul, yep. which so does everybody else, and he wanted to help lift Chris to his first ring. So now he's got a, a real, he's, he's got a mission in life mm-hmm. to win Chris Paul the first ring, because I used to call him CP0, because he had zero rings. So it's a beautiful fit for him and Chris and Booker, because as Kevin says, and as CP3 said, they all love to ball. And right. the last line we heard from Kevin in that soundbite was, I, I can't wait to, to go to work with them. Right. Because they all like to work. Right. They all like to hoop. They're right. all hoopers. Right. So it's a good fit of hoopers. Kyrie likes to hoop, but he has other priorities right. in life as right. he's made it clear so it's not that fun to practice with him because Kyrie doesn't care that much about practice right. these guys like to practice so if ever if ever 
three new stars, four new stars are going to be thrown together and fit, it will be these. But to your point, we're, we're down to T-minus 23 games. Well, it's going to be hard yeah. to throw it together and feel of it and figure it out on right. the fly in, in that short of time. And the other problem is – Kevin still hasn't even been cleared to play three-on-three. Three. Right. That was the report last night. Right. That's, okay. that's the thing. Those okay, so, you so ba- when? Basically, you cramming for the bar. And the oh. bar is coming up real, real soon. You cramming because you missed a lot of the classes. Yeah. For whatever reason, you didn't go to class. And so you didn't get the lesson. But is he confident? Oh, he absolutely is. is. Okay. Why well, shouldn't he be? Hey, all I know is if they can stay healthy, and I know it's a huge if, but if they stay healthy – I, I give him a great shot to win the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but, I, Skip, I mean, you, you, you had an opportunity because what you call didn't shoot the ball. Kawhi was 5 of 18 last night. Well, he, he was 0 for his first 9. Yeah. And he, he didn't make a bucket until late third, and then he went on a run, a little flurry. But they're going to need, Skip, I tell you what, they're going to need more than five points from Chris Paul. Yeah. Okay. But Skip, the man, he, Skip, he played. You realize Chris Paul played 30, almost 34 minutes, and gave you, he gave you 5, 11, and 3. That five ain't going to cut it. It's good. No, 11 assists. 11 assists. Yeah, yeah. you can live with that. No, that's, yeah. That's who he is. But, I mean, and with KD in there, that might be 16 assists. It well might be. <laughs> but he still need to, give, you need to give it double-digit points. Okay. I still love their chances, and I love the way he embraced the challenge of their chances. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be Kevin Durant. He's like, you know who I am, right? That's what he was saying. You know who <laughs> you know I am. I, you know what I do. All right. Good. Here we go. The West is going to be as fascinating as it ever has. Ever. 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 Indeed. The playoff pushes begin post-All-Star. They are all running out of racing room. It's going to be a fantastic contest to watch. Gentlemen, Fox Sports and the baseball world lost a legend yesterday. Mm. Tim McCarver passed away at the age of 81. He called 24 World Series, including 18 right here at Fox. This came after a playing career where he won two championships. This morning, our thoughts and prayers are with the McCarver family. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. LeBron selected to the All-Star game for the 19th time in his career, tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most ever. Once LeBron takes the court, 
He'll set the record for the most All-Star games actually played, though, since Kareem did miss one that he was selected to. Shannon, I can only imagine how impressive you think this is for LeBron. Put it into some perspective for us. Well, Skip, <laughs> and he's undefeated, in the, and since they went to the format, Skip, the top boat getters get to select a team. He's 5-0 and in that role. Played versus starter. Skip, this is not like, you know, uh, um, um, the Pro Bowl where you get selected and sometimes the starter doesn't even go. Skip, do you realize that Brady has the most selections for a Pro Bowler in NFL history, but he's only set foot in the game twice? <laughs> he's selected 15 times. He's only actually been in the game twice. That's why there's no more Pro Bowl. <laughs> you you, you right? could be right, Skip, because you get the 17th and 18th alternate going in place. Yep. And Skip, there are no walk-offs in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. LeBron hit a walk-off shot. He so, did. so it still, Skip, it still feels like the game of basketball, although they're not playing lockdown defense until it, until it gets close. I agree. But, Skip, I mean, LeBron, I mean, but past Kareem, Kareem played in 19. Skip, you remember in the 77 season, opening night, Kent Benson elbowed him, Kareem docked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he missed the first 20 games. Broke his hand. And yep. it used to be the fans select, selected the starters. And they said, well, you know what, Kareem? You only played 24 games. We can't put you in the game. That was and it. that's why he doesn't have 20 consecutives. Mm-hmm. Um, in 88, his last year, he was, a, he was an injury replacement. LeBron has started 19 straight All-Star games. Yes. Skip, I don't think there's at any point in time someone said, man, LeBron ain't deserved to make it. No. Skip, you know, you get that a lot of time. Well, he shouldn't start. Man, such and such should have started. I don't think in LeBron 19 starts, I don't think that you can go back and say, Skip, Somebody should have started on LeBron, man. You, man, you, hey, LeBron, hey, I, LeBron, my dog, man. But he ain't deserved to start this one. I don't think we can have that argument. Um, and, and so for him to be selected 19 times and to still him still be playing at that level, it just goes to show you the players still hold him in very high regard. Obviously, Skip, the fans, the fan, look, he's still the face of the NBA. I know there are a lot of up-and-comers and, you know, Steph, and, and Steph is amazing. And Giannis and Ja and all these guys, but Skip, it's still LeBron. Yeah. And the votes indicate that because he was clear of everybody when it came to voting for the All-Star game. So for me, Skip, it, it's just an unbelievable accomplishment. And, yes, he's 20 years in with 19 starts, but there have been a lot of guys that's played that doesn't make it every single year. Yep. And I don't think we can ever, we've had the discussion about LeBron not deserving to be in the All-Star game no. or deserving to start. So this is, <clears throat> this is amazing that he's been selected this many times and he shows up every single year. He does. I give you all of the above. And to quote the Kansas City Chiefs, he ain't done yet. <laughs> Seriously, he ain't done yet. Yeah. If he played five more years pretty much at this level, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't be shocked. The Ringer just came out with the top 100 ranking. I think you probably saw it last Mm -hmm. night. And LeBron was eighth on the list. So he's in the top 10 in year 20. And I thought about it. I got no quarrel with it at all. In fact, I, I tried to argue myself into does he deserve to be a little higher on the list? We could just nitpick all day long (laughs) about that. But the point is, LeBron James at age 38, is he's a top 10 player. Yes. So does he deserve? Yeah, he deserves all of the above. <laughs> could he do this again next year? I assume he yeah, could. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All of a sudden, 38 is the new 28 because he made it the new 28 because he took care of himself in ways nobody's ever taken care of himself this long. 
You have to know nutrition. You have to know fitness levels. You have to do what it takes, and uh-huh. it only gets harder and harder. It does. Each year, it gets more and more right. and more. you got to be more and more dedicated to the process of staying, quote-unquote, young. You either eat less or work out harder, and what, sometimes whatever. it takes both. Sometimes it takes both. So the point is, this is not a GOAT debate, but, but just to frame this, and, and this is, I'm, I'm complimenting LeBron on this. On regular season minutes played, LeBron has played now 13,000 more minutes than Michael played. Mm-hmm. 13,000 more minutes than Michael Jordan played? Yeah. And he, that's including his two ceremonial years when he probably shouldn't have been out there because he's on the, you know what he's on, the, the <laughs> cigars and the you know what. Yeah. And he's sipping and he's puffing and he's out there and he's kind of huffing and puffing going up and down the court. And he averaged 20 and six rebounds. Credible. Not it's bad. Not, not, not bad. But they go 37 and 45 two straight years and miss the playoffs. Right. He did it on a lark. He loved the Wizards owner. And he wanted to sort of play GM a little bit and be, be the coach, sort of the player coach of the team. And he got his, his good buddy Doug, Doug Collins, Collins to be the actual official coach. Okay, so I'm counting those in the minutes, and LeBron has played 13,000 more regular season mm-hmm. minutes. LeBron has now played, and I, I hope they make the playoffs this year, so it's and counting, but he has now played 3,500 more playoff minutes than Michael played. Mm-hmm. 3,500. So if we just do total minutes, it's 16,500 more minutes than Jordan played. Right. Well, it's, it's extraordinary. And obviously, that that helped in the longevity achievement of becoming the all-time greatest scorer. Yes. But it's also an achievement that, that LeBron has played the greatest the longest. He right. just has. Yes. That's what he's done. He's yes. played the greatest the longest. Yes. I, if I do quality of work, I, I'm going to give Jordan the edge. Okay. But, but if I do quantity... It ain't even close. Yes, yes, nobody's close to this. Nobody is close. Kareem wasn't close because Kareem was a fading star (laughs) in his last, what, three years? Yeah. Okay, so it's staggering. He he has reinvented. He has broken the mold, shattered the mold of how you do this. No, well, one year Kareem, I think Kareem was finals MVP. Was that 80, was it 85 or 87? I can't remember which year he was the finals MVP. He was finals MVP. He yeah. was finals MVP one okay. year, but yeah. it was late in his career. Skip. I think yeah. it was like 30. Yeah, but I'll just look at the numbers, and they dwindled yeah, the yeah, last yeah. three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip, I think he averaged 10 points a game in his final yeah. season in okay. 88. All right. But they won the, cha- they won the championship. I, I don't see LeBron James playing a year in which he averages 10 points. I don't I either. could be wrong. No, I don't either. It, it could be for Bronny's sake or maybe even Bryce's Bryce. sake. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see that either, Skip. I don't see him playing – I, I think it's hard for him. I think it's going hard for him to play if he's not the least first or second best player on the team, let alone third or fourth best. Yeah. So Tiger Woods said the other day, "I will not be a ceremonial golfer. I don't want to keep ambassador. going to the Masters and hit the opening tee shot <laughs> the way Jack, know, Jack did, Arnie, Speed, Arnie did, yeah, yeah, Gary Player, and you know, like he, no, I, I, he, as as Tiger said, it's not yeah. in my DNA. Nope. Tiger went out yesterday head-to-head with Rory and Justin Thomas, and he competed at their level. Right. He was hitting drives past Justin Thomas and ribbing him, needling him yeah. about it. Hand him and a I'm little saying, something. Yeah, he handed him <laughs> like a power bar. Like, you need this, right? Because his swing speed at, what is he, 47, it, it's still off the charts. Right. It's, it's up there with, with the biggest bombers on the tour. Yeah. And those two guys are. The, the point is, 
he, he came to, to the Genesis. It's the old L.A. Open. Oh, yeah. It was the tournament he first played in at age 17. He came out there to win the golf tournament. Right, that's what he said. Okay, so that, that's who he is, and that's who LeBron is. So w- when is LeBron going to turn ceremonial? Like, as you right. said, nobody has any quibble or quarrel with him. Yeah. Starting the all-star yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Well, at some point, Father Time will tap him on right. the shoulder. Father Time tapped Brady on the shoulder right. at 45 years of right. age. Well, at some point, I don't know when it's going to be, but at some point, he's going to have to make the call. Do I want to start the all-star game when I know for a fact I don't really deserve to start well, the all-star I, game? I, I think that, that the thing is, Skip, is that when he's not named the starter, Okay. And then, or the players don't select him, and then the commissioner intervenes and says, okay, That's what this, will pro- happen. this is probably yeah. your last time. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, uh, I think D-Wade, that happened to it D-Wade did. his last year. Maybe Melo. I don't, I'm not sure, but I think D-Wade. And, that's, and I think that's when LeBron say, you know what? I'm not LeBron James anymore. I'm not the king. This is my last okay. one. Okay. Then at some point that will happen, but I don't even see the end in sight. No, I, no, no, I can't no, even no. say uh, next year could be the last one. No. I'm not seeing it right, right now. So his longevity only continues. Right. It's, it's only going to grow because he knows how to stiff arm father time. Yeah. And, and he's doing the right things to do it. At some point he might get tired. You got a little tired of doing it all, right. you know, like, how my body's just wearing out right. here. Well, if if that happens, but I don't think he's going to get tired of the process it, of getting ready if, for it. If they couldn't hit like they do now, yeah, <laughs> I might I might not have got tired. Maybe not. Maybe but, your body wouldn't have betrayed. Exactly. You. But I I think that's that's the biggest thing for LeBron. Skip is that okay playing? Yeah, I'm having a good time. But what about the opportunity to contend for a title? Yeah. Well, At some point, that, 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 I mean, you know, yeah. I think that's what he wants. And, yeah, I'm still playing at an elite level, but do I got a chance to win? Do I got a chance to win a title? I ain't just trying to accumulate points. That's nice and all. If his, his biggest long-term goal is to play with Bronny and maybe even with both of them, right. but, but let's do Bronny. Yeah. Well, you might have to give up the championship idea because right. maybe it wouldn't fit in right. where, where you, you might right. have to go somewhere else where they would accept we can play right. both of you. But the question is, Skip, we understand that Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. Yep. played together for an entire season. Does LeBron want to play for an entire season? Does he want to play a, just a game? What, what, is, what is it that he wants, Skip? It felt like an entire season, but I don't know. You might be right about that. Just to say I, play, I played in a game with my son or I was on the same court with my son. Feels like he wants to share a locker room with his son and, and all that goes into a season right. with his son. Okay. And – could, could it happen here? It, I guess it could. And the next issue is, I, I don't know how good Bronny is. Right. Is he going to be able to live up that to is, this? It's going to be contingent on him, Skip. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, his dad, I mean, Griffey Sr. was already in the majors. So clearly he was well enough. And, and at the time, Ken Gr- Griffey Jr. was the greatest prospect they'd ever seen. So He, he, he was. <laughs> that is true. So is between him and Alex Rodriguez. But, you know, A-Rod came way after him. Way, but I'm saying those oh, yeah, are the but, two yeah, 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 were the yeah. phenoms where I said, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You, know? I mean, you, look at, you look at Griffey and you look at A-Rod and you're like, they were like, can't miss. I mean, if there's such a thing as can't miss, jo- I guess Josh Hamilton was one of those, but, you know, he had the issues. He Kim. had issues. Um, but it would be unbelievable. And you're right. I think that's why LeBron is, is dedicated himself because he started to realize it. Like, well, this might be a possibility. Yeah. I could, hold on, I might be able to play with my son. Mm. 
If I do that, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Yeah. For a while, I was thinking, can LeBron hold up his end of the bargain? Yeah. Now it's more up to Bronny, Bronny to hold up his end of the bargain. Yes. Right? Yes. Because he's going to have to measure up to be qualified to play right. with LeBron right. at this age. Normally, Skip, it goes, if the dad is here, the son will never get here. Mm. If the son was here, the dad never got here. No. It's like, I mean, Skip, to get to the majors, that's an unbelievable accomplishment. To play in the NFL like Clay Matthews, the Matthews family, Skip. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's levels There's levels to that. Griffey Sr. was not the player that Griffey Jr. is. No. Bobby, Bobby Bonds was not. Was not the, Bobby not, Bonds was very he good. He was a very good player, yes, Skip. Yes, he was. But so, back, so was Gri the elder Griffey. Yes, but you're talking about this level. I mean, Barry, we don't, you know. Griff, it, Griffey, well, he went by Junior. That most people call him Junior. Yeah. So, it's, you're right. It's on Bronny now. The roles are reversed on this one. Yes. It's different. It's, it's upside hard. down. It's hard, Skip. Yeah. I mean, because your dad, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson and guys that are great, yep. I mean, historically great players. How do your son get to that level? To, I mean, come on now. It's impossible. <laughs> it's virtually impossible. It is. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting to watch. But maybe he doesn't. He doesn't. Maybe Bronny doesn't need to get to that level to get to the NBA. We're not asking him to be LeBron James no. Senior. We just ask you to be good enough to get to the get to the NBA so you can play alongside your father. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> on a very young man, skip. guys. That's for sure. It's not like football. Give me a fifty-three skip, you spots. Up... <laughs> very true. Excellent point, Shannon. Skip, you brought up the Chiefs a moment ago. I Do you did. think they're just getting the party started when it comes to winning Super Bowls? <laughs> yeah, just Skip started. and Shannon dive in on the other side of this break. Oof. The Chiefs, of course, won their second Super Bowl in four seasons, while Patrick Mahomes picked up his second regular season MVP. Hard to believe that was less than a week ago. Right now, Fox Bet Sportsbook says Kansas City, the favorite to win it all again next season. The ringer makes the case that the Chiefs can be the NFL's next great dynasty, and they're only getting started. Shannon, jump in. Do you agree? I do. Skip, I saw, um, I just saw a photo of what Tiger Woods handed Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, and it wasn't a candy bar. Mm. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, they're already a dynasty, Skip. Um, there are only a handful of teams that's going to be in contention every year. Mm. And it normally starts with the quarterback, and they have the best one in the game. And, you know, what, what is this, their fifth year? So 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. So in a four-year span, they've been in three Super Bowls, they've won two. Mm. I, I think that would qualify. Now, sustainability is going to be something that obviously the Patriots, what they were able to do from 01 to 18, nine Super Bowl appearances, six wins. That, that, that's the greatest dynasty in football. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then you know, the, the 49ers from 81 to 94, they went to five, five wins. Steelers, they went to four and six years, Skip, with four wins. But I think when you look at it, Skip, you look at what they've been able to do, the most wins in a team five-year history. The Patriots from 2003 to 07, they won 76 games with the Super uh, What they have? Two, one, I only had two Super Bowls in there. Kansas City, 75 with two Super Bowls in there. So uh, I, I think when it's all said and done, I think we'll look back and see. Yeah, they had a little mini, they had a little mini dynasty. And considering Skip, they've done it with a lot. With only Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones of the core players that were there with the first ones are the only core players that's still there. So they've done it with a very totally different roster, uh, you know, than than what they did with the first time. 
But I think they're dynasty, Skip. I, I really do. That quarterback, his contract runs through 2031. Yeah. Skip, you realize mm-hmm. he'll only be 36 years of age? Do you know how far that is? And he'll only be 36. Mm. And you know the way the guys are playing now, Skip, they're playing until their 40s. Mm-hmm. Whew, yeah, man. Mm. I see bad things on the horizon for the NFL. Mm. Only Sean Payton to the rescue can, well, can save you, NFL. You better hope. Be. It wrecks Ryan. Could be. <laughs> could be Kellen Moore with the Chargers. Why did he do that with the Cowboys? He got a dodge. You say, whew. He did his part. Oh, oh, oh. so are you, hold on. Are you blaming someone else? Still having flashbacks to CeeDee Lamb running wide open and <laughs> misfire. Misfire. <laughs> Michael Gallup running wide open and misfire. <laughs> Kellen Moore schemed it up. He put them in position. He put uh, my quarterback in position to win a game at San Francisco that they lost pretty pathetic. Didn't Jerry tell you if the, if the coach wasn't on the hot seat? That's what he told me. That coach is going to be calling the plays. Good luck to me next year. Yes. All right. I must admit, I'm getting a little sick and tired of the Kansas City dynasty oh, what talk. It's wearing on me a little bit. You've got five, six more years of this. Okay. I do remind you, though. You did not pick the Chiefs going into this year. I didn't. Okay. And we repicked mid-year, whenever it was, and you didn't pick them then. Nope. So you had two shots at it, and you said no to the Chiefs. Nope. And then this Sunday, this past Sunday, this is just me because I'm a Jalen Hurts <laughs> fan. I, I watched Jalen Hurts, I believe, outplay Patrick Mahomes. Patrick was 13-14 to 14 in the second half, but they were all dinks and dunks because it grand totaled to 93 yards yeah. passing. They ran the ball for 115 yards, did the Chiefs in the second half. But Jalen Hurts did everything but win the game because he made one completely uncharacteristic, out-of-the-blue, shocking, dumbfounding mistake. He just lost the handle on the football, Mm -hmm. and and it was a 14-point swing because it it felt like they were on the move to go up 21-7. All of a sudden, it's a scoop and a score, and it's 14-all. Yep. It's hard to climb out of the hole that you dug for yourself, even though it looked like they were climbing out mm-hmm. of it because they got up 11 at halftime, right. right? Yep. Okay. So the, the, I'm going to remind you, I've been doing this for a long time. The dumbest single column I ever wrote in my column writing career came after Pittsburgh's fourth Super Bowl win out here. I believe it was at the Rose Bowl. It wasn't at the Coliseum. I think it was at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> is their fourth one. Right. So they're 4-0, four rings. Our Six man, years. Terry Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he had gone bombs away to John Stallworth. Stallworth. Do you remember this mm-hmm. at the end of the game? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if, if Lynn Swan had a big game or not. He had big games against my Cowboys. But the point was, they looked invincible. And they had a bunch of young players that, that were going to freshen them up right. the, the next year, whose names I can't remember because they didn't. No. Whoever they were. And so I write this whole piece about Get ready for it. Live with it. We're, we're, we're just going to have to to deal with these guys right. for the next four or five years because it felt dynastic. It was four was dynastic enough. Right. And you know what happened right before the. It, it's almost like that Tampa Bay syndrome after they won it in 2020. Let's run it back. And all of a sudden, right before your very eyes, wait, he's getting old. Now he's not no, the same. They, 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 they wasn't getting old. They got old. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, uh, what year was so 79? That would have been Mel Blunt. I think Mel Blunt came out in, what, 69? So yeah. he's already – and then Joe Green was 10 years. And yeah. Terry was like 10 years. I mean, Joe Green was like 11 years. I think uh, uh, Mel was like 
Yeah. 12 years. So Franco they got, and they Rocky Blyer, they're just getting up everybody there. Everybody got old at once. Okay, and it, it, right before your very eyes, they were no longer the Steelers. Nope. And, and all of a sudden, they fall on hard times. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, so it happens. And I'm not saying – because Patrick's – I, I agree with your point. He hasn't really even entered his prime yet. No. He, he still feels like a young player yes. to me. And so I've watched him in three Super Bowls, and he hasn't had a spectacular Super Bowl yet. He was somewhat lucky to win the first one because he threw a late third-quarter interception, an early fourth-quarter interception, and Jimmy G went Jimmy Gag in the fourth quarter. Somewhat lucky, even though Patrick was, was tremendous in the fourth right. quarter. The second one against Brady at Tampa, he stunk. And then the other night, I did think he got outplayed in the biggest picture by Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So he has yet to throw for 300 yards in any of those three Super Bowls. Okay, well, you can make that case. He hasn't done it yet because maybe he hasn't entered his Super Bowl prime right. as of yet. But I'll remind you, Brady, he threw for 300-plus four times in Super Bowl games. One was 500, one was 400-plus against Carolina, and twice he went over 300. So he's got four of those, and Patrick's 0 for 3 trying to throw for over right. 300, which is what we think of Patrick Mahomes. He's a 300-yard game passer, yes. right? Yes, Okay, so he's been in the twos all right. three times. Is, is he going to take it up a notch? Will they continue to build around him? He gave them a team-friendly deal that will allow a little more cap flexibility. Right. right. And Brett Veach seems like he's a star. Well, I think the scare, and the thing is, you have Kadarius Tony, who's only going to have a bigger, a larger role in this offense. Obviously, I think Andy and Brett Veach have done a great job. They understand that. Look, we don't want everybody to come back. We got to infuse the talent that we have, the young with the, some of the old veteran guys, with some new fresh blood in here. Okay. So I'm not well, going to did, be. Didn't they have five rookies? I think four started, but five yes. contributed. Yes, yes. Well, yes. that's that's highly impressive. And one of the and skip last year, Creed Humphrey, they, they yep. drafted him, and he turned out he's one of the best centers in football right now. Well, I could have told you that because he played at the University of Oklahoma, yeah. and he was just a star for as a as a freshman yeah. because he was a wrestling champ in Oklahoma, right. yeah. which is known for its wrestling. Yeah. And he doesn't look the part. He's a bad body center, but you Most can't get by him. You can't. You can't get and by him. And then the question is, what do they do with Orlando Brown? He okay. wants to be the highest paid left tackle. He uh, has a very compelling case now yep. because he pitched a shutout. All right. Hassan Reddick or Sweat, none, Brandon Graham, none of them touched, laid a hand on Patrick Mahomes and put him down when he had the ball in his hand. Not so worse. he has a very compelling case. He's going to want upwards of $20 million a year, Skip. He, he just might be worth it. To, to guard that hope diamond? You, you Absolutely. And that's what he said. He said, my job is to make sure Patrick Mahomes stays safe. Okay. So you look at the biggest picture and Patrick's entering his prime, but but what will happen in the West? He has owned your division. He's 27-3 yeah. and three against yes. your division. That's why he's played five. Is that up to five? Yeah, five, five, five AFC championship games. Five AFC championship at games at home? Yep. It's impossible. It's mm-hmm. never happened before because it can't. But it will if you go 27-3 and three against your division. I think Sean Payton and your Broncos will have something to say about that. Maybe next year, definitely the next three years. Skip, okay? I'm looking at this list, Skip, for the most wins in a five-year history. Do you realize the Patriots are on here three times? From 2003 to 2007, they had 76 wins. From 2014 to 2018, they had 74 wins. And from 2010 to 2014, they had 70 wins. Skip, you're never going to see this again. Okay. That's the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> Skip, I mean. All right. Patrick Mahomes has yet to play a single road playoff game. He's 10-3 and three in the postseason, but he's not won one game on the road because he hasn't had to. 
Brady had to win seven out of eleven. He yeah. was seven and four on the road. But Skip, if I'm if I'm a boxer yeah. and and I don't have to go anywhere, I got the belts and I can make thirty million dollars and I got to bring and everybody. Where am I going? Why am I going? You just wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Okay. So again, you could be right, but this league of all the leagues out there, this is the most cutthroat competitive league oh, yeah. there is. And because of the reverse order of the drafting, yeah. all of a sudden, it's just hard to stay on top. And if, you know what it also, Skip? In basketball or baseball, they'll trade their best players. They're, and they'll trade them to another team. They got a bunch of best players already on it. Yep. In football, there was no way the Patriots are trading or you're not getting I'm not trading you a top wide. Because people thought Randy Moss was on his last leg. That's the only reason they were able to get him for, what, a fourth-round pick yep. or whatever they got him for. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, they just traded Kevin Durant to a team that was they got Devin Booker and Chris Ball on it. Or you feel free. And so that doesn't happen in football. You're right. It doesn't happen like no. that in football. No, it doesn't. Well, you've got the bragging rights for now, and they do too, and they are bragging. They didn't do the bragging? They are boasting. Hold they up. are chest But you ain't, say, you ain't say that last year when Joe Burrow was out there smoking cigar. Mm. And they talking about, talking about Burrow land. Mm. You ain't had no problem with that. Eli Apple talking about go home to my, you know, he was doing all this talking. I had a problem with Eli Apple. I don't that, know. <laughs> Joe Burrow lights up when he wins. Yeah, but hey, my homeboy said, hey, no. I rebuilding year. Yeah. We the champs. So imagine when we come back fortified next year. That's what he say. And then you know they got tried. They got my nephew out there who he got two, three more years in his sweet spot. Ain't no telling what he might do. Mm. I got two words for Kansas City. Sean Payton. <laughs> That's what I got. No, I want you to say Dallas Cowboys so they can put something on y'all. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I can't say that. Skip is not gonna <laughs> jinx his team. If anything, Shannon, they're unjinxable. Again, I remember time. Oh, they're unjinxable. This team is unjinxable. I overestimated my quarterback. <laughs> After seven years, yeah, you overestimated, I overestimated my quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did. I am ready for the new NFL season to start already, guys. The countdown is on. All right, but at the moment, do you think there's a new best player on the planet in the NBA? We'll explain coming up next. Kurt Flood was a two-time World Series champion, three-time All-Star, and one of the pioneers of our modern sports world. By refusing a trade to the Phillies in 1969, Flood challenged baseball's reserve clause, which bound players to teams in perpetuity. It was patently unfair, and after years of legal battles, free agency was established in baseball and other sports soon after. Almost everybody won. Salaries skyrocketed, and player movement piqued fan interest. But Flood never personally benefited. He sat out the 1970 season and only played a handful of games before retiring. Everyone owes a debt of gratitude to Kurt Flood, from the columnist typing a hot stove article to the superstar signing a record-breaking contract to the young fan buying that superstar's jersey in hopes that they can deliver a championship to the hometown team. That's all thanks to Kurt Flood, whose singular personal sacrifice remade the sports landscape and ushered in the modern sports world. The Ringer has updated their NBA player rankings ahead of the All-Star break. And guess who landed in the top spot? Nikola Jokic. The latest NBA MVP straw poll was also conducted. 
And the Joker won that as well, gathering 77 of 100 first place votes. Woo! Shannon, is Nicola now the best player on the planet? Skip. Mm. <laughs> do I need them to have a man come in here and sit down so you can take a look at him? You do. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's giving you 25, 11, and 10 on 63% shooting, and he has the number one seed in the Western Conference. There is nothing he can't, there isn't anything he can't do. He can score it. He can rebound it. He can facilitate. He can shoot the three. He got the mid-range. He got the up and under. Mm. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you this. He's going to win it, Skip. He's going to do something unprecedented. Mm. Only a handful of guys have ever done three consecutive MVPs. Russell, Chamberlain, Bird. And now it's about to be Yoke. Mm. Nikola Jokic is about to become a three-time MVP consecutive year after year after year. So you're willing to go all the way to best the, player he, he, on planet. He's the best player right now, Skip. He's right the best now. player. He's the best player right now. Seven triple-doubles uh, He had, with seven, 30 uh, points and 15 rebounds. Think about that, Skip. He has seven triple-doubles in which he has 30 points, more than 15, at least 30 points, at least 15 rebounds. Mm. Skip, he is what it is. He is. And, and as a matter of fact... I mean, I mean, your guy's in third place, but he wet. He wet. Hello, hello, hello. Joel, Joel, Joel. Are you mm. back there? There, there, there. Mm. That's how far he is back there behind him. <laughs> mm. My guy. Both of my guys in front of your guy. Both of mine. Both. B-O-A-F. Both are in front of your guy. I'm going to say it again, and I'm not going to back off it. <laughs> Joel Embiid is better than Nikola Jokic. Nope. Any day, any night, any first half, any second half, any fourth quarter, any overtime, I will take Joel Embiid over Nikola Jokic. There is this thing in basketball. It's, it's a weird game. It's sort of like baseball. You actually have to play defense, not like football where you don't go, so to he speak. He plays defense. Ways. Occasionally he plays some defense. In fact, I looked him up last night. And in defensive win shares, he's actually a little better than I thought he I would be. I know he is. He's 29th in the what? league. 29th. Embiid has been one much of the year. He has now drifted to five. But the Philadelphia 76ers are third in points allowed, mostly because of that seven-foot monster who is Joel Embiid. So would you believe that on January the 28th, albeit in Philly, that Yoke and Embiid <laughs> went head-to-head, eye-to-eye, grill-to-grill? Macho a macho, mano a mano. Okay. Jokic doesn't have a lot of macho to him because he doesn't actually own the paint. He just tricks you in the paint. Yeah. Joel Embiid overpowers you in the paint. So what, what happened that day when they went head-to-head? Embiid scored 47 points to Joker's 24, 47 to 24. Rebounds, 18 for Embiid to 8 for Joker, 18 to 8. Assists. Joker had nine. That's very good. But Embiid still had five, which is pretty extraordinary yeah. for a man of that size. Would you believe that that day Joel Embiid had three steals to none for Joker? Would you believe they both had two blocks? So, mm-hmm. so again, Embiid did have his two blocks. And I watched that whole game, and I turned it off thinking, this ain't even close. That guy for the Sixers is way better not. than the guy for the Nuggets. And then I look at free throws. 
Joel Embiid is an 86% free throw shooter to 82, which is very good for Jokic, but mm-hmm. 86 to 82. But here's the key. Would you believe that the leader in per-game free throw attempts is Joel Embiid? Yeah. Because he overpowers. He, he muscles. He, he basically lifts other centers and dunks them in the basket and gets to the free throw line. He averages almost 10 makes a game, 10 makes a game, to five for, for Jokic. Yeah, because so, I mean, every time he, if he stumbles, somebody had to foul him. I mean, they look at they, you say they make 10 makes a game, so that means he's going to the free throw line, what, 13, 14 times a game? Yeah, 15, yeah. Come on, man. Okay. All right. So the point is 86% from the free throw line is extraordinary, and, and he, he also, from three, makes 36%. Now, now right now, Jokic is having a career three-point shooting year because he's at 39, but it's still 39 <laughs> to 36. But would you believe that Embiid – Averages taken 3.1 per game, 3.1 threes per game to only 2.2 for Joker. So Embiid's just shooting more threes. Yeah. That adds up over time. But, but see, we don't shoot them because we, we can get to the paint, up and under you. Yeah. Like right now, I got 1A, Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. 1B, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Who, by the way, as we speak, is making a grand total of 65% of his free throws. That ranks 119th of 124 qualified. Yeah, but he's That is horrible. 32, 12, and 5 mm. on 53. I mean, come on, Skip. I mean, I, what you want? I mean, 65% from the free throw line? Skip. Disqualified. Okay. No, it, there's not disqualified. 86% to 65%. Skip, there have been Ooh. a lot of guys that won MVPs that shoot, didn't shoot 80%, 90% from the free throw line. So you trying to make it out the case you can't be MVP unless you shoot 80, 80, high 80s or 90% is just not true. Mm. Who's the best shooter of these three? Well, it's Embiid. At yeah. seven feet tall, it's Embiid. But he's the, he might be he's the third best player mm. because Yoke and Giannis is, are better mm. than him. Mm. Hmm. Who's the best defender of these three? Giannis. It's Giannis. Close. It's close. I'm going to give you a slight edge to Giannis, but but Embiid is by far close like San Francisco best. to L.A. It's one or to close five. like Dallas one, to Fort Worth. One to five. One to five. Close like West L.A. to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. That's how close Skip, it is. I don't know. Skip, what is it that you don't like about Nikola Jokic's game? I just think Embiid is better. If you give me the, the, the opportunity to choose one or the other for the next five, seven, eight, ten yeah. years, I'm taking Embiid. Even miss, though, you know Embiid's going to miss an entire season over those five years, right, in games? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, ain't no maybe, yeah. No, no, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. But the other night, he was highly impressive because he's got some kind of foot issue that is going to keep him out through the break. He may not participate in the all-star guy, festivities. But, but, well, get, look at my guy. Okay. Look at that guy. Hey, no muscle tone. Don't do no more push-ups. And they're killing folk. Look at that expression on his face. Is that not goofy? And, and, and guess That's what? a little goofy. And you look at him and, that, yep. and guess what? Y'all underestimated him. His game's a little goofy. Nah, they, they, little he got goofy. the trick shot. Yeah, he be shooting yeah. that high shot. Yeah. He just be going up and down the court like gummy body yeah. just all over the place. Yeah. Here, let me step and, 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 through here, and then I'll I'll invent this shot. I'm gonna flip it over my head, and it's gonna swish. And you oh. look, and you look at, the, and you look at the box score. Yep. Man, that man gave me 40, 20, and 12. Mm. He sure did. Mm. But even you don't believe in the Denver Nuggets as the best team in the West. You don't buy them. Nobody no. really buys into who they really but, are. And, and nobody buys into the, uh, Philly that they're the best team in the East because they got some of the worst. Matter of fact, I got the uh, had the odds right here. Y'all got some of the worst odds. Get while you playing. 
Oh, get it odd right here, because I know you keep on talking. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Y'all got the sixth best odds. To the, win it all? Yeah, and needs. the Nuggets, the Nuggets got the fourth best odds. Mm. And the Bucks got the sixth. So again, my two guys are in front of your guy. Mm. <laughs> the team that should have the best odds to win it all is now the Phoenix Suns. Bet number two. The, the Clippers should be the second on that list. No, they should. They're, they're the <laughs> deepest. They're right there. They're, they are the deepest team in basketball. I'm just waiting. On, I'm just. I'm just waiting on Kawhi. Yeah. You're waiting on Kawhi. Well, have you seen the numbers on Kawhi Leonard? Have you seen what what has been happening when he does play? They are 23 and 11, and when he does play, they're number one in the NBA in offense, and they're actually fourth in defense when he plays. When been able to play? When? Well, yep. When? Hmm. When is that? I'm just telling you that nobody really buys into Denver, and I don't think anybody really buys into him. He's he's become like a media. Ain't no media, Skip. There ain't no like media putting no numbers up for that. No, 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 uh-uh, don't do that. Huh. Don't do that. Don't I do just, that. I just demonstrated. What, what more would the media need than a head-to-head? 47 to 24, I, game over. Well, I need I need 70 more of those head-to-head because mm. I watched Nikola Jokic in 70-plus games. Yeah. Average a triple-double. Yeah, he doesn't expend a lot of energy. <laughs> what, what you, so what, what, that's what you, you skip. Efficient. Mm. As you get older, you work smarter, not harder. Mm. I'm not trying to work 12, 14 hours a day like I did when I was a teenager. Huh. I'm trying to make money when I'm sleeping. Mm. I'm trying to make money when I'm talking. Mm. <laughs> you want working. Joel Embiid shooting your free throws or Giannis shooting your free throws? I want, Yikes. I want Giannis on my team. Do you really? Yes. Because uh. I know Giannis, he hurt, got, hey, hurt his wrist he last did. night. I think he's going to be okay. Probably won't participate this weekend. Man. I think he'll be okay. You want Embiid shooting free throws to win the game or Giannis? Yikes. You, you don't want Giannis. Skip. All I know is that your, your guy might not even be in the game. You know, Tonton might hurt. Oh, oh, man. He's, he's uh. got a plantar fasciitis issue. And now I'm talking about the tum-tum issue that he's missed game for in the playoffs, and you know it. Yeah. He's cleaned up his nutrition act. Yeah, he I just saw the man sitting on the training table all, all last year eating a burger. to the playoffs. Mm. No. And I have a feeling that's exactly what we're going to get in both the East and the West, guys. <laughs> all right. Let's do some predictions on one of your favorite topics, gentlemen. Russell Westbrook. Do you yeah. think he's heading back to Los Angeles? No. Let's discuss <laughs> up next. <laughs> Russell Westbrook still not officially been bought out by the Jazz, but that could change soon. According to reports, It's the Clippers who have begun conversations with Westbrook to potentially join them in L.A. All right, Skip, that's the team you have chosen in the City of Angels. Do you love or hate this idea? (laughs) No! (laughs) What are they thinking? At first, I thought it was just a lot of pie in the sky. I thought Paul George was talking about that great year he had with Russ. We need (laughs) Russ. No, you don't, Marcus Morris. Seconded the emotion. We need you, you don't need Russ. You're you're thinking of back in time Russ. You're thinking of the MVP Russ. He does not exist anymore. You know this and I know this. 
because I watch every dribble of every LeBron James game. I have watched every dribble of every Russ game over the last two years. What did I see? More trouble than worth. (laughs) I saw the most psychologically damaging parade of turnovers on a nightly basis I've ever seen in any NBA team's season in in all my years watching this game closely. I, I saw Russell Westbrook this year lead the NBA in turnovers per 36 minutes. As we speak, He has fallen all the way to 149th out of 150 qualified three-point shooters at 29.6% from three. Liability. Solo act of a stat machine. He plays hard, but he plays hard for Russ. (laughs) And the problem is, in the end, he has losers intangibles. He is a coach's nightmare. Maybe Ty Lue would be one coach you could deal with it. Yes. I, I doubt it. And now we're, we're hearing reports that Russ is demanding that he be a starter if he signs with the Clippers. I can't believe there's any market for him whatsoever because I do like this Clippers team. It is deep. And now Eric Gordon has taken over the second unit point guard duties. And if you look at your stat sheet, he had seven assists coming off the bench last yep. night. He can orchestrate. He, he let him in a distri- He did. He can distribute the basketball. Russ is a nightmare, a whirling dervish of a turnover-prone nightmare. And, and again, they respect him because he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because he, for four out of five seasons, averaged a triple-double. Yoke is averaging a triple-double as we speak, and that's phenomenal. But, but Russ was even more phenomenal that as a six-foot-three-inch guard, he kept averaging double-digit rebounds. Correct. He will scratch and claw for offensive rebounds like nobody you've ever seen. He'll be there on the spot for defensive rebounds, but he's just trying to pile up his triple-double stats. He he will be the basketball death of the Clippers. If they sign him, I will be completely out because he single-handedly will end up wrecking what's left of their season. Well, Skip, I would talk to someone very no familiar with this situation, and that's told that if he were to ever get traded, he would get bought out immediately by the team that traded for him, um, because it's probably going to be a team that 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 just wants to rid that contract but wanted draft compensation. Um, he needs to go to a that veteran. That was the Utah Jazz. Yes. Yeah. He needs to go to a veteran team. Marcus Mars, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Eric Gordon, Nicholas Batum. I think that would qualify as a veteran team. They do team. qualify as that. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. But they weren't going to trade for him. They weren't going to give up no compensation to get him. No. Nope. We can get him on, on, at, a, at our rate that we want to pay. But, you know, he said, I want to start. Okay. The question is, but I think Terrence Mann has done a great job since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. He was really good last night. Because he took over. For, uh, Reggie Jackson was starting at one time. They tried to get uh, uh, John Wall. He's since been traded back to Houston. Yep. Um, and um, Charlotte traded for uh, Reggie Jackson, who's since been bought out. Look like he might be heading to Denver. Yep. But Skip, look, it's reading that he's got permission to talk to Clippers, he, Bull, and the Wizards. What does he, Skip, what does he want? Looking at it from this, Clippers give him the best chance to win. If he wants a title, and obviously he's accomplished everything else individually. Yep. He's been a regular season MVP. He's been an all-NBA player, Skip. He's been a, 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 an all-star game MVP. The only thing left that's missing from his resume is what? A championship. And the Clippers, of the teams that's, that's interested, have the best opportunity. Nobody's thinking the Bulls, the Heat, the Wizards are, are, are title contenders. 
only the Clippers. So if that's and it gives him an opportunity to stay in L.A. close to home. He loves playing here. Family and friends. He's from here. That is correct. I, I for me, it's a no-brainer. It's a even if it's not even if it's not in the starting lineup. I believe this is the best situation. He's close to his family. Wife, kid sleeps in his own bed. He gets his family and friends, get an opportunity to sleep, see him on a nightly basis if they so choose. I, I don't really know what else the discussion is, Skip. I know what the discussion is. You, you hate the Los Angeles Clippers, the team in the basement, no, no, no. so you would hot, no. quickly, highly, hotly endorse them signing Russell Westbrook because no, you know how damaging he no, would I'm be. No, I'm saying I don't know what the discussion is. I, I don't know what the thought process what, what is. What is he thinking uh, about? That's well, my, my I, thing. I think is, he's thinking what you just outlined. Sure, this makes all the sense of the world for him, yeah, Mark not Stein for is, them. Mark Stein is reporting that he's going to take to after the All-Star, you know, through the All-Star break. You know, he don't want to be rushed with his decision. But I don't think – this is not a rushed decision. I think it's the only decision. <laughs> if, it's, if, he's try, if he's trying to win a title, what, what other discussion is there having? Okay. What did I tell you the other night, the, the other morning, after the last Lakers game before the All-Star break? Mm-hmm. I told you it was a pleasure to watch your Los Angeles Lakers play four quarters without Russell Westbrook. Right. It, it, it's just hard on your eyes because his turnovers are so egregiously bad yes. that, that they're soul-crushing. For players who know how to play basketball, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, it, it hurts your heart and soul because you, you know it's so bad that – that you feel like he shouldn't even be on the floor. <laughs> and you saw some the other night yeah. in the past Kareem game. Yeah. Where, where I, you're, you're like, Russ, what are you thinking? What did you yeah. see? Yeah. There was one where Le- LeBron had a breakaway right. dunk, and he throws it like 10 yards we, to the right yeah. of him. Yeah. Threw it out of bounds. I don't know. What, what are you seeing? And plus, Skip, Russ is shooting 34.5% in the crib. He's shooting 23 from the three. Yeah. He's shooting 23% on the road. A qualified, if you take enough threes, that 11-point differential is the worst in the NBA. So you would think you want to stay in the crypt. Okay, there you go again. What happened last year in the crypt? It got so bad that even on the corner threes, (laughs) he would pull up to shoot it, and you you could just see in this body language, I'm about to launch. Yeah. And the whole building said no. No. And the fans could see he was about to launch too. Yeah, because – He's a horrible three-point shooter, and he's got the worst hands I've ever seen on any point guard. And yet the Clippers are saying, well, we, we don't have a bona fide, genuine, right. authentic right. sort of run-of-the-mill point guard who's going to be a, a pass-first right. point guard. Well, th- this is the, the worst you could try. Skip, they didn't, they didn't, like, say no, but in the games that I've been to this year, when Russ got the ball and it looked like he's in a shooting position, you can feel the anxiety build in the building. <laughs> You, I mean, Skip, you could feel it. It's like, everybody, it's like, well, damn, am I the only one clutching? I looked down there, and he, they, like, tensed up. They, like, it was just like, uh, no, get a ball up. Yeah. And is Russ an orchestrator? Is he a quarterback? Is he a distributor who can organize your offense and get everybody where they should be? Well, the Clippers don't have that guy, but he's – the opposite of that guy, the polar opposite, right. as in cold as ice opposite. I, I think um, – I thought, like I said, I think Terrence Mann is doing an unbelievable job. Um, Skip, you only got you only got so many positions. So look, you played eight, nine, ten guys in, in regular season, 
But you know you're not playing no 10 games come playoff time. You can cut that thing down to like eight guys. Listen, I, I can't get it out of my, my psyche. The nightmares of Russell Westbrook going hell-bent down the lane where it became the most entertaining moment in Laker games for all the wrong reasons because I'm like, what's he going to do? We're, the ball is going to fly up out of his hands somewhere. Right. Every once in a while, he made a good pass. And the numbers that he finally put up, to your point, if you put them in a vacuum, yeah. they're, they're, they're very good. good. You'd say, I want and give me some of that. Right. No, not, not some of this. There's too much West Brick going on. Yeah. Just... Well, get ready. You're going to come into the Clippers. <laughs> You'd love it. You would celebrate that. Nah, Skip, yeah. I, I, the man wants to continue his playing career. I mean, should we all applaud people? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't we? <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, sometimes Paul George is just wacky to me. That's a good decision. PG, no Russ can have him win. He, didn't he tell you had a career year with Russ? <laughs> he did, and what happened? <laughs> then what happened, right? Paul George happened. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Did you forget that? No, I did not. But we got Kawhi Leonard, who I, I, I can't believe he would sign off on Russell Westbrook. I just... Don't believe I mean, it, he, it, he didn't sign off it, on him once. It's hard to believe that one time you won't turn the man call, the next time you're embracing the man to come join the team. I don't see it. But maybe he's being overruled. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's coming from the top. Nah, you, don't, you don't want to overrule Kawhi. No. You know what happens to he, he, he shuts it down. <laughs> he absolutely yeah. will shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Shannon, you can't even have this debate with a straight face. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Kevin Durant, he's opening up about his time in Brooklyn. You do not want to miss what he had to say. We're going to let you hear it. Coming up next here on Undisputed. Kevin Durant was officially introduced as a Phoenix Sun yesterday, and he talked about the ups and downs he faced in Brooklyn. Very interesting insight. Take a listen. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I loved the grind. So, and everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind too. So I built a family over there. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career. We were um, finally building the culture that we always wanted. Um, I felt like every game we were building our chemistry. Um, but I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie and his situation with the organization. So without him, we didn't have a clear identity. So that was tough for me to stomach. Interesting, right? Shannon, what do you make of this from KD? Man, when you hear KD, in the matter of fact, in which he talks, Skip, it feels like one guy's getting emotional about his time in Brooklyn. The other guy speaks about how, like, he was held hostage. <laughs> he did. Um, KD enjoyed playing the game of basketball. And I agree with him. It looks like that he and Kyrie had the chemistry, and they had good chemistry. But it seemed like they were building something, a culture, a, a, an environment that was conducive for them winning. They had one 18 and 20, including 12 in a row. So KD's looking like, oh, but okay, now we got this. Oh, boy, we cooking right now. And he was putting up MVP Absolutely. Yep. He's like, okay, I got a coach that hears, yep. that listens, and the schedule, the practice, and how we do things around here. I love the team, the way we're building. Guys are getting better and better. And he's like, I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie's situation. I didn't know this was, you know, this was very unexpected. And he says, Man, I, we're not going nowhere without Kyrie. And so now when Kyrie wants out and, and gets traded, so what am I supposed to do? Yep. Clearly, he loved this situation, and he spoke about it, Skip. I rehabbed the first year. 
they help me get back to to the to the KD that I am. Mm-hmm. So he feels feel he he you know he feels like and he said it. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't accomplish what I set out to do there. Nope. So I I think he's coming here on a, he's coming here on a mission. He's he's coming here with a vengeance. He's like I'm gonna finish one job that I set out. I, I went to Golden State. Y'all know how that ended. I want, took my show on the road to Brooklyn. That didn't go nearly. Skip nobody by all by whatever metric you want to say. That was an epic fail. It was. Now he gets an opportunity to write a new book, to write a new chapter in this book. He's coming with a mission, Skip. So I, 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 I just love I just love that Kevin Durant loves the game of basketball, and he doesn't want all the other stuff that comes along with the the front office stuff and the bickering and the and the complaint. No. Hey, just let me hoop. What, hey, what time is shoot around? What time practice? I love what time the, the grind. Game? He loves the grind. That's what he loves to do. So, Shannon Sharp, one line caught my ear and stuck in my craw. He said, I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie and the organization. Uh, time out. I thought you were besties. I thought you were soulmates. I, I thought you were as close to Kyrie as you ever have been to anybody who plays professional Because he said the trade caught him off guard. What? Well, damn. You got blindsided? You, you had no idea this was coming? Yeah. W- w- what happened? Well, I think what happened a year ago is they fell completely apart over the refusal to get vaccinated. But Skip, Remember I, but, that? But, but, yeah, but Skip, it seems like his, still his top priority was to play with Kyrie. He like he was caught off guard, even though the, 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 the COVID vaccine skip and all the things that had gone on, it seems to me that he was still hell-bent on playing with Kyrie. Okay, but he did endorse sending Kyrie home last year, yes, remember? Yes, he did, absolutely. He went along with yes. it. And then I assume he had to then <laughs> walk he, it back a little bit because then he had to say, okay, let's let him come back, right? right? Yes. So this year he thought they had it in the right place. Yes. The culture, they had rebuilt the culture and, as he said, the chemistry. And he he said, I thought we were building a culture. And all of a sudden, it got blown apart because Kyrie suddenly wanted out. Right. Well, that was selfish on Kyrie's part because the organization made it clear, we're we're not going to give you a big long-term No, 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 we're not doing five years. We're not doing that 250. We're not doing that, no. So he said, let me go. Right. Trade me now. Right. And that actually benefited the Brooklyn Nets, you could argue, because if he's going to walk after this year anyway. And you're not going to get anything. No. At least we got something. Okay. We did get Dinwiddie. We got Finney Smith on a draft pick. But what Kevin hated was Kevin thought they had a chance to do some damage right. this year. Right. Right now. Yes. And, look, he, he chose to follow the wrong guy. He followed him there. He yeah. wanted to go to the Knicks. Kyrie, his best friend, wanted to go to the Nets because yeah. Kyrie grew up a Nets fan in New Jersey. And Kevin said, okay. He's got his two rings, and Kyrie's got his one. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I will follow you to Brooklyn. That, that sounds like fun. Let's go there. And it, it wasn't fun because Kyrie became a nightmare. He chose the wrong path right. following the wrong guy. Right. I, I told you from the start, Kyrie's the leader of that twosome. Kevin is more of a follower than a leader right. because he just wants the grind. He wants to hoop. Oop. Okay? So it blew apart. And to James Harden's credit, he saw it coming before anybody before did. Everybody said, did. I'm out. I, I I can't play with this guy because you can't trust him. James Harden said something in it, and 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 he he did. I mean, he said it jokingly. He says, "I guess I'm not a quitter now, huh?" <laughs> because everybody, yeah. that's what everybody labeled that's what it. They said, "Yep." And now he got out a year before every. Because, hey, 
he saw stuff being thrown overboard that nobody else saw. He did. He said, but let me go and get off everything sink. Yeah, especially if you can land in Philly with Joel Embiid and yeah. Doc and the guy who loves you, Daryl Moore. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But, uh, Skip, this, this notion, like, and old Kyrie people talk, Skip, nobody, I don't care about Kyrie's beliefs, but I still believe there's a maintained level of professionalism that, that must correct. be maintained. The, Forget your, your beliefs, believe whatever, that, that but let's, exactly be pro- right. let's be professional. Well, you have to prioritize what you're paid to do, which is play basketball. That's it. Whew. Well said, gentlemen. Wise advice. All right, moving on. Did Justin Fields just give the Bears a reason to move on from him? <laughs> Let's get back to the NFL on the other side of this break. And I won't back down. While making a podcast appearance, Justin Fields talked about how he dislikes playing in the Chicago weather. Fields says, quote, I feel way slower in that cold weather, so it's tough. You, of course, want to try and stay warm on the sideline, but it's hard to stay warm in that weather. I hope we just get a dome. I don't care if we're at Soldier Fields, Arlington Heights. I hope we get a dome. Whew. Selfishly, I agree with Justin Fields, but man, <laughs> Skip, do you like or have a problem with this? <laughs> Shannon Sharp, I got a big problem this. I knew you would. For Justin's sake. I covered the Bears in Chicago in the late 90s at the Chicago Tribune, but more important, I covered in the middle of the 80s, the 85 Bears run to the Super Bowl through the New York football giants and the Los Angeles Rams of one Eric Dickerson at Soldier Field. The greatest home field advantage in this league when they have good teams is home cold advantage, not in Green Bay, but in Chicago, because Chicago's weather is worse than Green Bay's to me, and I've experienced both because of the wind. It gets freezing cold, and it gets ridiculously windy coming off that lake. It's home cold advantage. It's part of the Bears' mystique. It's part of the fabric of the franchise is we will beat you in our weather. You have to come play in our weather. Right. And Justin's saying, I can't take this weather because I don't like it. I can't throw in the cold. No, Justin, that, that's who your franchise has been, and, and you have to embrace it yeah. as, as part of what makes you the Chicago Bears. You don't want to go inside. Yeah. Even if that's the case, you never say that out loud. You, you, that is true. The, you can't say the, it out loud. The advantage that you have, Skip, is the weather. When you put a dome, you level the playing field. The one thing I want about home field, Skip, I don't want to level the playing field. I want to have somewhat of an unfair advantage, even if it's just mentally. <laughs> even if it's not physically, it's mentally. It's cold. Because they have to play in it, too. Yes. But they don't regularly play in it. They have to try to figure out how to play in it just for that one Sunday. Exactly. Not only do you play in it, you've practiced in it. We practiced in the cold in Denver. When it was snow, I'd be like, I used to ask, i say, why the hell do we have a dome? Why we got a bubble? We don't ever go in it. No, no matter how cold it is. That's we're not, true. That's a good point. <laughs> we're not going in it. Because exactly. Mike said, guess what? You're not going to be able to go in it on Sunday. Okay. So as much as I admire what Justin Fields did mostly with his legs last year. Yeah. He's a, he's a good thrower, but he's not a great thrower nah. in football. Not yet. Yeah, he need to go talk to uh, uh, Tom House. I agree. Jayla, Jayla, call Jayla Hurts. Check it out. This is why. This is a smaller reason why. I am such a Bryce Young fan that if I ran the Bears right now, I would have a really hard time passing up Bryce Young yeah. and letting him go to Indianapolis. Well, hell, give me just, I mean, Justin Fields basically just said trade me. 
Because guess what? The weather ain't going to brighten up. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden it's no. about to be Miami. And you said you wouldn't wish the Bears' offensive line on Bryce Young or maybe even that, that wind and cold on Bryce Young. But Bryce Young is special. Oh, no question. Bryce Young is a much better thrower of the football as we speak yeah. than Justin Fields yeah. is. So, to me, you risk – uh, uh, a long-term nightmare if you let Bryce Young go somewhere else and light it up, you could have had him. You right. got the first overall pick. Yeah, yeah, Skip, but I, to do so, you would have to move Justin Fields. Yes, yeah, you, you have. Skip, I, I, just don't, I just don't know. How, Skip, the man said this out loud. He did. The weather's not going to change in Chicago. I got it. I, and, and, and then to have a guy, that, and it's in his mind, Skip, he believes that he's slower in the cold That's weather. The worst he believe, thing. He believes that he doesn't play as well in the cold weather as he do the warm he weather. He has a hard time throwing the football in the wind. Okay, if, if, if you got the demons in your psyche, you're never going to defeat it. Guess you, what? You, you got to embrace it. You have to. You have to understand. I mean, the Meadowlands. It's not easy. But the Giants quarterback figured a way. It's not easy to throw in Foxborough. But Tom Brady figured out a way. Yeah. And what? You, when that's your home, you find ways to like. Okay, maybe I need to. You know, change the arm angle a little bit yep. when it's windy. Maybe there's. You know, I need to drive the ball a little more when it's windy. Yeah. You. But you figured that out. Skip, I, 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 I didn't tell nobody. I didn't, man, I don't, Mike, I don't really like lining up on the left side to catch the ball out <laughs> wide. Hey, I just go out there and just make do. Yeah, I like being on the right better. When you put me out wide, I felt better catching the ball out wide in the slot or outside the numbers on the right side. Okay. Do you remember what happened to the New York Giants punter in 85 on yeah. the way to the Super Bowl? He tossed the ball to punt it, and it got blown sideways, and he whiffed. Diffed it. That's home field mystique. Right. That's what the Bears used to be. Right. And Justin Fields wants no part of that. Uh, Some things you just can't say out loud, Skip. You can think that. But I'm never saying that out loud. If I'm the Bears, I'm sitting right there and I'm taking Bryce Young. And I, Justin Fields can go to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely can now, Skip, because like I said, last I checked, my mom's been in Chicago for about 60 years. Wow. She says it's always really? windy. <laughs> yes, especially, especially in the winters. Uh, and the winters are bu- brutally call it, cold. Call it the Windy, windy city? city. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, Skip. That's, that's not a good look, Skip. No. That's not. I'm sorry, Justin. I, and I think, he's a fun, I think he can be really good, Skip. He I really can. do. But this, this ain't it. No. Guys, two things can be true at the same time. I agree with you on the PR standpoint, but I went to grad school in Chicago, Medill, and Justin's right. That wind is brutal. (laughs) All right. Travis Kelsey, guys, how do you think he's going to fare with his new job hosting Saturday Night Live? This is going to be fun. We'll discuss when we come back. As we're finished here on Undisputed, you've got the herd coming at you. Good morning, Colin. What's on the itinerary? MJ is 60, and are the Bears in the same city in which Michael won all those titles? Are they ready to move off Justin Fields before he hits 24 years old? We'll talk about both coming up. Excellent questions. All right, Travis Kelsey, of course, just won his second Super Bowl. Congratulations, Travis. Now he can also add. Saturday Night Live host to his resume. Chiefs tight end hosting the March 4th episode. Shannon, what's your reaction? I'm excited. 
I'm excited to see his personality shine through, his sense of humor, be able to come off the screen and let everybody see that uh, he's more than a dresser and a great tight end, that he has a personality. He does. Uh, I'm just anxious to really see how he does, uh, to see that environment because it's a different environment, Skip, in front of all the – right there on top of you reading that property. And, you know, and it's all about delivery. Hmm. So I'm wondering if Patrick Mahomes is sitting back thinking, wait a second, I was the Super Bowl MVP. Why didn't they ask me? No, nah, he ain't right? thinking about that. No? You go do that, Trav. I went to Disneyland. Huh. Yeah, he went oh, to Disneyland. Man. And then what is it about tight ends get all the glory? Because there's Gronk, there's Travis Kelsey, there's Shannon Sharp, right? Personality. Is it the, the premier sort of position that you promote? We have a great personality without the devious behavior. You really? see how we did that? Oh, <laughs> that's, how that's how you do it. Really? See? Well, the way he commanded that microphone at that parade, whew, Yeah. I think he'll take over Saturday night. I think he's going to do right? really, really well. I do, too. I got something coming next It's going to be must-see TV. Guys, you did really, really well on today's show. Fantastic job. We're out of time. 